everybody. Just going to take a quick break from the show to tell you about the best place oh, to yeah. listen to all your audio titles. You can't beat Audible. Audible yeah. lets you enjoy all of your audio entertainment in one app. You'll always find the best of what you love or something new to discover. Right. They have it all. They offer an incredible selection across every genre from bestsellers, yeah. new releases, celebrity memoirs, mysteries, thrillers, motivation, wellness, business, and more. If it's out there, they have it. I'm telling you, I spend so much time on Audible. I love it so much. So many titles for the show that we, all of our podcasts and everything else. It's just phenomenal for traveling. It's great. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with highly anticipated new releases and next listen recommendations to habituate every type of thriller listener. You're going to love it. Keep your heart rate up month after month with this pulse pounding collection you can't hear anywhere else. Now, the title I'm listening to right now that I'm having a lot of fun listening to is The Devil in the White City, it's called. Oh. It's by Eric Larson. It's the story of H.H. Holmes all oh. around the World's Fair in Chicago and how right. he was able to get all this done because there was so much stuff going on. And it's right. really creepy and really great. Fantastic, uh, fantastic listen. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep for keep the it. entire catalog. Mm-hmm. You can have it. It's fantastic, including latest bestsellers and new releases. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash smalltownmurder or text smalltownmurder to 500-500. That's audible.com slash smalltownmurder or text smalltownmurder to 500-500. Now back to the show. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This week, in Gunnison, Colorado, a young man disappears off the face of the earth and friends wonder if he just ran away to lead a better life or if maybe his family may just have had something to do with it. Welcome to Small Town Murder. everybody and welcome back to small town murder yay oh yay indeed jimmy yay indeed my name is james petrigallo i'm here with my co-host i'm jimmy westman thank you for joining myself and peter brady with his (laughs) voice breaking yay very nicely done there jimmy is uh he's got a late puberty going on and that's all right we're gonna let him go with that that's right (laughs) thank you guys for joining us this week hope you enjoyed last week we were in maryland that was fun that was crazy. That guy was nuts. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you didn't hear it last week, go back and listen and just 
hear what this guy had to say in court. Yeah. I don't even. It's it's it was a it's spectacle. The childhood he had to endure. It's wild. It man. really created a, a madman. Yeah. We have one of the. This is insane. This week yeah. what we have coming up. We're in Colorado. Totally different setting and all that. Before we get to the show, very quickly, just want to thank you guys for your reviews this yeah. week. Apple Podcast, that purple icon. If you haven't done it yet, please get on there. Give us five stars. We have no idea why, but it helps drive you up the charts. So let's get on that and help us out with that. It really helps out the show. Head over to Shut Up and Give Me Murder dot com mm-hmm. for everything crime and sports and small town murder related. Right. What's crime and sports? You say <laughs> no. Don't even go there. You listen to crime and sports. Yeah. I want to say, by the way, we've noticed lately so many small town murder listeners in the last like month have You're started listening to crime and sports. Thank you. Shockingly, they're all like, I don't know what I waited years for. This is great. Yeah, we only told you every week <laughs> for years, but no, thank you for trying it now. And if you haven't yet, you're missing out. So yeah. get over there, try that out. Also, listen to P.S. I Hate This Movie on Fridays, where me and my wife, Sarah Hunt, uh, talk about bad romantic comedies, and uh, I lose my mind quite a bit. So you can check all that out, do everything like that. Get your tickets to live shows yeah. for whenever the shit they happen. Listen, every week we have a conversation we're, with yeah, people. It's, it's, we're, we're trying we're, to fix it, too. We're frustrated, yeah. believe me. I know you guys are frustrated <laughs> if you've bought tickets, and we are really frustrated. You want to so. go to a show? We want to make we're one. We're dying to make a yeah. show for you guys. So, uh, But whenever they're rescheduled for, if you have tickets for these shows, they all carry over. Mm-hmm. So when there is a show, it will be there. And you can it's even check some of those sold-out shows, because I know a couple of tickets got returned. Yeah. Not too many, but right. you might be able to get lucky on those shows that were sold out. Also, we're trying to add one somewhere. Yes, we're trying to add a couple here and there. Well, we're trying to work this out, yeah. so get on there, do that. If you want to be a hero to the show mm-hmm. and be a producer, have your name spoken by Jimmy very badly at the end of the show, <laughs> mispronounced brutally, you can do that, and as well, you'll get access to all of the wonderful bonus material yeah. that we provide on Patreon, and this week, guys, yeah. it's another one. Christ. We try to do like three a year of yeah. these. This is like kind of the plan on these bonuses, because they're so beautiful. <laughs> I'd love to do them every week, and a lot of people want them every week, but we're going to spread them out. It is the Prisoner Dating Game All Violent Felon Edition <laughs> this week. It's only been one of them, but yeah, I am undefeated be, in picking are. the least of uh, the... <laughs> well, yeah. Picking the poison, I pick the least one. So we'll see who Jimmy ends up with this week. <laughs> see if I go four, undefeated. Four bachelors, four lucky bachelorettes <laughs> line up. We see who Jimmy picks one of each. <laughs> see if I don't get a pedophile. Let's do it. That's it. You never know. So check that out. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's patreon.com slash crime and sports. Anybody over the $5 level gets access to that and all of the bonus material for both shows, right. as a matter of fact. So do that. And if you just want good karma, you want to be a good person, you can do that very easily over at PayPal. Use our email address, crimeandsports at gmail.com, mm-hmm. and you're a wonderful person. Yeah. And we will say thank you, and you'll get a shout out still. Terrific. Jimmy will butcher your name. So- Absolutely destroy it. So, figure out how to not do it right. Quick disclaimer: This is a comedy show. Okay, it, it, this all the facts are real. Right. Murders are all real. Nothing's made up for comic effect or anything like that. But people are going to die. Yes. It's a murder show for right. Christ's sake. So they're going to die, yeah. and we're, there's going to be plenty of jokes. Yeah. Not about the murder. That's yeah. the thing because there's so much stuff around a murder that can tend to be hilarious of why people make that decision to do that. So what we're going to go out of our way not to do is we try not to make fun of the victims or the victims' families why? because we're assholes, yeah. but we're not scumbags. Yes. That's how that works. So if that sounds good to you, we're going to have such a wild time this week. It's a crazy story. If you don't think true crime and comedy should 
should ever go together, you should probably turn it off or just give it a shot because it's probably not exactly what you think it is. And then if you don't like it, though, don't complain later because we warned you now. So with that said, everybody else who's sitting around, damn it, it's time to shout from the bottom of your lungs. Shut up and give give me murder. Let's do this, Jimmy. All right. Let's go on a trip. I'd love to. Shall we? Let's do it. We're going all the way from Maryland all the way out to your home state, as a matter of fact. Colorado this week. Beautiful. It is. This is a not the place you're from, though. This is like the western part of the Rockies on the other side of the mountains. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit different. It's It's rocky as shit over there still. The west side of the state is. uh, Yeah. It's it's, It's rough. It's mountainous as fuck. And it's rough, too. This is some rugged terrain. It's about 8,000 feet elevation Uh here in this town. It's Gunnison, Colorado. All right. It's uh, It's a nice town. It's it's an interesting town. It's an old westy kind of town. Uh, Western central Colorado. Mm -hmm. It's just over there. Like like I said, west side of the the Rockies on there. It's about three hours and 40 minutes to Denver. Mm -hmm. So nowhere near there. Uh, About two hours hours and 20 minutes to grand junction yeah if you want to go to the west and it's about four hours and 15 minutes to Byers, colorado oh, yeah. which is our last episode right. episode 134 which was august of 2019 mm. last time we were in the beautiful state of colorado as a matter of well we were just there in january we were. and it was awesome it was cold it. as balls oh, it was great it snowed yeah. it snowed the whole day it was so awesome man. <laughs> i loved it so much we were standing outside the show yeah. talking to people with snow all over right. us oh, it was the greatest the freeway were gross. Oh, it was gross. I loved it. It was awesome. Legal weed flowing everywhere. It was just a beautiful time in my life. It seems like 10 years ago, honestly. It was five months ago. It seems like that was when I was a boy. When I was a boy, it was six months ago. It was early. Holy shit. Almost six months ago, man. It's it's my God. Yeah, it's it's we really got to get out of this state. That's what I'm saying. No one will let us in because our state is on fire. Basically, if everybody if, if virus were flames, our state's on fire. So not great. So this is in Gunnison County, area code 970. It's four square miles. It's kind of a small town, and then there's all big ranches outside of it. There's a lot of, like, large acreage properties. This is real cowboys, and Mm -hmm. it's a little bit of that kind of Aspen, Colorado thing, too, of the, you know. The upper crust. Rich, yeah, like one of the Koch brothers. uh, One of them owns a big giant ranch here where he built, like, his own little replica Old West town and all that shit. So there's rich people coming in. Coming in for the novelty. Yeah. If anybody's ever read Hunter Thompson Mm -hmm. at all, like he talks incessantly because he lived in Aspen, outside of Aspen and Woody Creek. And he lived there in the 60s when it was turning into Aspen and it was becoming like all real estate. And it was it was affordable at one point. Oh, that's why he moved there because it was a quiet, affordable place. You could go and, you know, have some room to yourself and quiet. (laughs) And then it, it was at right when he moved there it was turning into this you know real estate thing and he was just so complaining about all oh, the, I'm sure. the real estate hustlers and all these people moving in that just want to make a buck and mm-hmm. what about the people who just want to live out here and all right. this shit so that's like a lot of his writing it ends up there so that is fascinating that they did that to Colorado because really oh, yeah. that's real, uh, Colorado anywhere that you want to live there that's what it is now yeah. it's, it's rich Absolutely. people in the nice areas and then, and then they squeeze trailers. everybody out to the yeah. pieces of garbage that's it That's wow. an, he was in this nice area but he moved like right before before it blew up yeah he had a good sense of that he was in san francisco he lived on hate street right before like in 1965 really and 66 huh. like so right as it was all happening he was there 
you know, watched it all transform. Wow. Interesting. But uh, anyway, motto of this town here is Base Camp of the Rocky Mountains. Okay. Which, okay, mm. that's fine. That's it's, what they want to call it. It's not where you want to be, though. No. Uh, but there's also another one mm-hmm. that the this is what the locals throw around, and yeah. this is how they feel about it. Just, quote, a rootin' tootin' shootin' good time. <laughs> right. So there's that, too. I believe that. Yeah, that sounds more <laughs> likely. So the history of this town a little bit. It's a fun. These old West towns have fun histories. Yeah. There's always violence. And, yeah. you know, was there a gold rush here? Well, there was gold mm-hmm. here. There was yeah everything going on here. So it got its name Gunnison from a guy named John W. Gunnison, who was an explorer here. He was looking for a route for the Transcontinental Railroad and uh, stayed for three days before traveling west to Utah. Yeah, because that doesn't seem like the place to do it. So they named the town after him. <laughs> who's that? Who's that one feller stopped by for a weekend? What the fuck? What? His name might not have even been Gunnison. Right. That's just what they remembered. Gunnison? Right? <laughs> His name is Perkins. His last name is Samson. No idea. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. So uh, in the 1870s, people started coming here. Mm-hmm. Population started happening uh, because of the mining surge throughout the state. They yeah. were looking for anywhere they could mine right. and popping things in there. And then the railroad came a little bit after 1880, and that blew it up. And there was ranchers and farmers and miners. And, you know, once the railroad's in town... You know, you can ha- you can make commerce. Yeah. So uh, in the early 1800s, the people that were moving there were just fur trappers and mountain men. Before right. that, yeah. that's it was it's all that used to come out west. Wow. There's no other. Yeah, yeah. No other reason to do it except to get exotic furs that you could sell to right. rich fucks back east. <laughs> you could sell to one of the Koch brothers back east. Right. So they did that. Um, people. I mean, that's a crazy way to make a living selling like pelts and shit hope i get a bunch of beavers today right. or or whatever <laughs> or the fuck be- eats beavers Something. i right. don't know yeah <laughs> mountain lions or some shit i don't know something bigger uh, apparently in the 1840s the fur prices dropped for some reason huh. i don't know if they figured out how to make fake fur when did or start <laughs> <laughs> not the 1840s or if this was like one of those like uh there was more people exploring so there was like okay. a glut of fur yeah. i don't know if that happened it flooded the market yeah so a lot of people kind of stopped being mountain men in this area and then in the 1850s those people who are like trapping and doing all that shit decided to hunt for gold yeah. in this area when gold sounds, yeah when yeah. gold was a thing they were in search of placer gold at first hmm. i don't know what that is no nope. um but th- this apparently when all these people came to get gold uh the tribes in the area the ute tribes sure they were thrilled they weren't okay with this (laughs) as you can imagine oh you're just going to come in mass numbers welcome bunch of dirt bags too the just the The fringes of your society (laughs) is going to come out here and just bore into the ground and take our shit i don't think so we're going to say no to that as a matter of fact so several miners were killed by the tribes and this caused a lot of miners to flee the area and uh you know because it doesn't matter how much gold's there if you're going to be murdered right it's one of those deals so and that was like deadwood was the same way like the town was safe but if people went outside of town there'd be groups of right. natives wanting to kill them yeah. for being there and you're vulnerable <laughs> understandably mm-hmm. so the mining boom here that's uh that's where people really came in like we said there's miners and all sorts of people here they uh the camps of gunnison reportedly produced about uh 130 ounces of gold 
through the from the beginning of the gold rush through 1959, which doesn't sound like a lot. That's yeah. What? It doesn't it doesn't sound like a lot at it's all? Like, how, how much money is that? I don't know. Not 130,000 is a lot if you dug it out of one place, right. but not over the course it seems of like like a million dollars. Not over the course of 80 years. Right. It doesn't seem like it's worth it there. So also there ended up being silver lead ore around yeah. here, and silver that's, was big too. That was ended up being a big deal mm-hmm. around this area. And the, before the railroad there, though, there was a lot of fighting over fucking which railroad was coming through town oh, that basically the town split in half fighting over which railroad they wanted to come in which is Jesus. hilarious yeah so uh cattle industry became big here in around the 1880 area also and i think it's still yeah relatively big lot, here yeah. uh so the problem is that farming it's not a, a good place to farm no this is there's not a lot of rainfall there's not i think it's uh, 11 inches of rainfall annually in this area so it's can't imagine there's a lot of dirt either and high elevation Elevation right. mixed with it just doesn't really work very, the very well. Don't go too deep. No, they really don't. <laughs> so they would just kind of they dig dug irrigation ditches. They yeah. you had to hustle to make something go a sure. go of this area. This is not inviting land. No, it looks pretty. Oh, it's gorgeous, but it doesn't want you on it. No. And it's clear <laughs> from what you have to do to be on it. Right. It, it does not want you there. And the wildlife that will murder you. Yeah, that's how I look at Arizona too. Yeah. We're like sitting in the middle of this desert, and it's <laughs> obviously like today. It's 110 degrees yeah. outside. If you go into the desert everything there is poisonous yep. and made of rock right. it's all like these spiky hard things that you've never seen before that will poison you right. so if, if there's no reason for humans to be here no. if there was no electricity for three days this place would be oh, it's empty. over empty yeah. the whole city would fucking empty it forget would be over. it seriously if the if the dam broke and Done. there's no water what are we going to do then? that's what i mean it's, it's this is untenable at yeah. best yeah. i feel yeah. like i don't this know how not... we're pulling this off <laughs> i don't feel like it's going to last forever sustainable is not a good word for Mm-mm. this for this community <laughs> it's just spitting in god's face i would call it that's what phoenix means in latin spitting in god's face did you know that it's a real fuck you <laughs> a f- phoenix is a bird tucson it's means, definitely a bird yes yeah, tucson means putting a finger in the ass yeah. oh god that's what a tucson is it's a, it's a these are the, the digital two, god digital deity penetration the two worst places to live in arizona are tucson and phoenix oh yeah everything they're off everything north well, of yuma here is, is fine yuma is yeah, but, the I worst mean, place in america I think maybe to live. <laughs> it could be south of Phoenix. Kingman, it's over. It's bad. Yeah. It's bad stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's terrible. It's really fucking bad. So uh, another guy here, John Outcult, mm-hmm. uh, he was one of the most famous men in the town. Didn't name it after him or anything. No? But no, a guy stopped, stopped by for three days, right. so I'm going to name it this after him. famous, though? He, he helped build the Paragon School, which is still there today, apparently, and the Gunnison Pioneer Museum also. He was used to be a shipbuilder in New Jersey, and he... Decided to go out west and build a school instead. And so he did that. The natives liked him even there, mm-hmm. which was crazy. He was known as the most trusted white man in the area. He's given away a lot of shit. I'm yeah, sure he was, I don't know if he was just a nice guy or but what. That's how so you make friends with people, man. Apparently it be worked. beneficial to them. Yes. And in his writings, he said that this saved his life many, many times when he was out there. And they're like, oh, no, it's John. <laughs> ah, John's cool. great. John's cool, dude. Let him go. You let him pass, bro. He's, he's going to be. Things. He's to- no, He's cool as fuck, man. You don't know this guy. He gave me a contraption makes fire in your hand it's fucking fuck rubbing awesome. sticks find john dude, john's a good dude i'm telling you guys <laughs> cuts the cooking work in half and great so uh in 1918 mm-hmm. oh this is fuck this is perfect i didn't even realize in 1918 yeah. toward uh in well the spanish influenza oh, epidemic yeah. is going on the gunnison residents 
isolated themselves oh. as a town yeah. from the surrounding areas. Everybody else can fuck off. Nobody allowed in. Yeah. Everybody stay and put. Uh-huh. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. No fucking anything. No no bullshit. Yeah. It wasn't any like, oh, well, I want to leave and I'm going to throw a fit and All I'm right. going to throw myself on the floor of a Costco. They said, stay put or yeah. we'll shoot you. Oh. Period. You're yeah. not coming in, motherfucker. And that, right. guess what happened? Not one fucking person in this entire town died from the Spanish influenza. Not that is one. a novel idea. Not one, Jimmy. <laughs> I think that epidemic decimated people. Oh, millions. Yeah. Not one single person here. Out of thousands, there was like 5,000 people. Not one of them killed by the Spanish influenza. And all it took was leave us alone for a while? Well, they barricaded the highways yeah. near the county lines sure. coming in, and train conductors warned all passengers that were going going through on train that if they stepped off the train in Gunnison, they would be arrested and quarantined for five days before they'd be let, let out. So, and it worked. And guess not one fucking person died of it. Unbelievable. So, yeah. Uh, this apparently there was a novel called The Last Town on Earth by Thomas Mullen in 2006. That is kind of that story is based on their quarantine and all that shit. So I have some reviews of this town, which okay. are always fun. People seem to like it here. Yeah. Not a lot of bad reviews, but even the good reviews have a little stank on them. Yeah. Like they mean it good, but it's not good. <laughs> Put it that way. So <laughs> it's weird. It's a place I could be quarantined. Yeah. It's yeah. a real good place to stay put. So uh, two stars here. Great place to visit with a lot of outdoor activities, but very boring small town. Well, yeah, nightlife here is next to nothing. It's Gunnison. It's a goddamn small town in the mountains. What do you expect? I, the, the Spanish part of town yeah. with their with their booming nightclubs and large, huge ass Brazilian women in the windows are just amazing. Other than that, the town's boring. I don't imagine any uh, world world renowned DJs are going through no, Ace in Arizona. Probably you know what not. I mean? Or Gunnison. It's not going to be popping. No. It's, it's a shithole. It's a shithole. It sucks. Uh, job opportunities are very low yeah. and also very isolated. The housing is affordable, but most people in this town are lower class, making it hard to buy. Well, that's mean oh my that's what i mean it's, it's the people in town are nice but at western colorado colorado university which is here also most students i encountered were not very friendly lots of high school type drama this yeah. place is beautiful but not for everyone well yeah they're probably not from around there that's exactly what college, it is you dickhead yeah from probably from other parts of the state they tried their best to get into a nice school it's like a ranching they- college probably <laughs> tells you how to grow the best beef there's no buildings it's no. just pens and yeah. rodeo fucking places and shit uh, yeah you get a roll out when you show up sure uh, make your fucking bed under the wagon you can do it yeah that's what we're saying here's a three-star review if you are willing you're not the correct you yeah, are by the way if you're willing to work hard you'll be able to get a job there are lots of restaurants oh oh my can i have three jobs at restaurants because that's what i'll need to get by probably when i tell you the housing prices seasonal jobs and many people have more than one job depending on what you want yeah so if you have three fucking jobs you can survive here that's terrific that goes for anywhere yeah and that sucks <laughs> shit so three stars there is some big companies like city market safeway ace and the tractor store and a small warm walmart with no grocery section lots of small businesses and variety of restaurants 
Okay. Sure. So a few corporate places weaseled their way in. Yeah, and here's a three star. Being someone of the age, I being someone of the age. Oh, I guess that's an old person. Elderly. The age. Yeah. I have the age. <laughs> that's like an old man in the eighties going. He's got the HIV. That one. <laughs> I've got the age. A person of the age. The age. Yeah. Not a certain age. Just the age. Right. It's gonna get me any day now. <laughs> He's waiting to die. It's affairs in order. What are you sick of? I'll be I'll be gone by then. What's wrong? The age. Oh, my. Uh, I would like to see more establishments where one can go out and have a nice beverage. <laughs> she means like an iced tea, I feel like. not a. Well, you think that's what it is? I see more madmen where they're like, nobody in town can make a good fucking old fashioned. Maybe that's what it is. A nice beverage. Right. All the college kids yeah. out there. This say cocktail, bitch. Yeah, there's not a very large variety. And I need a place to go for my martini hour. Right. It's 1958. <laughs> there's not a very large variety in Gunnison. And then here's a three star, very short. People tend to live here for a while. Okay. Okay. Pet and family friendly. Oh, good. They don't. They don't shoo kids out at the no. fucking at the at the Gunnison sign. What do you got a dog? They Fuck don't. Out of here. They don't stop. What? We don't. We don't take kind of the dogs around these parts. <laughs> and what's that little person you got there? That little miniature. Per- a child. They're bringing children in here. Uh, we're allergic to cats. Get them off the train at gunpoint and quarantine them. <laughs> Make sure that other people don't catch. We don't know if that's a child. It could be just a person with a disease making right. them tiny. Looks like got polio. And they can give it to others. Right. So we're going to quarantine and test them and probe them like an alien. And then we'll figure out from there. The dogs just, we're going to shoot that out. That's dead. That's I forget dead as that. We're yeah. going to use that for manure or some feed or something. I'm going to wear know. that. I'm going to wear it around my neck like a trophy. So people in this town here, uh, population 6,250. Uh-huh. So 6,000 is a Yeah, it's got Western Colorado University in it, which I think is probably a... It's probably 3,000 people. A bulk of it, yeah. <laughs> Considering the median age here is 25.8. Really? Yeah. It's so, all college. And there's a lot of old people at like residents, so yeah. it's a lot of college kids. The married population, it's usually 50-50. Here, it's 25%. Okay. So it's, it's... It's college as fuck. It's college kids. Yeah. 57% never married. That's mm-hmm. usually a third. I mean, all of this shit low divorce actually no the divorce rate is actually higher really? no one's married but they have a higher divorce rate than normal huh. okay uh, and also single with children is way higher than normal as well hmm. so i don't know college kids they're getting knocked up yeah, <laughs> yeah. a little drunk and irresponsible so uh <laughs> you know how that goes oh those days oh those days so not that we went to college either no. of us but we were that I age was, of people I was in drunk college and irresponsible yeah i was i was an irresponsible 19 year old yeah. once i that I have experience in. I just uh, I too was, irresponsible for college. I was drunk and irresponsible on the age of somebody at the end of med school. There you go. <laughs> perfect. Someone about to get their license. Right. <laughs> With zero education. It's perfect. Uh, race of this town. Mm-hmm. It's about a little over 80% white. Mm-hmm. So pretty white. Uh, point zero point three percent black so not a lot of black people here uh zero point zero percent asian this school's really got to loosen it up wow that is weird as yeah. shit that's and it's got to be like a rodeo college it has I, to be i don't know it's it has to be it's got to be something right There's i would imagine something specific I, it's all i can imagine 17.9 percent hispanic mm-hmm. which uh that makes sense it's uh, colorado yeah. a lot of hispanic people in colorado and that's about the national average anyway uh 40 of the people here are religious and uh there's a 
pretty good spread, except for the most is Catholic, actually. Yeah, I uh, could see that. Yeah, 27% Catholic. Less more, only 2% Mormon. Really? They must, they must set the barricades <laughs> yeah. up at the county line, just like, <laughs> two things we're guarding against. Yeah. Spanish flu and them fucking Mormons. <laughs> Neither of them are coming in here. They just spread yeah. everywhere. <laughs> Each and everywhere. Uh, 0.0% Jewish. Not a lot of uh, Jewish rodeo it's enthusiasts. Very, yeah, very few. And uh, 0.0% Muslim, which there's even fewer. <laughs> yeah. uh, I feel like Matter Muslim. Fact, they hate it. They probably are Straight a big up fan and down, of rodeo. Fuck it. Maybe not. <laughs> so th- this town actually politically is pretty uh, liberal. Actually, fifty-five percent Democrat in the last election, thirty-five percent Republican, and ten and a half percent Independent. Okay. College kids, they'll yeah. go wherever. So uh, they'll go Independent. And it's Colorado. Yeah, that, that state keeps you fucking guessing. That's you the, never, oh, they know, never what know what they're, they're going to do. do. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> they are a wild card if there ever was one. One. One thing they do in this town is work because yeah. this the the unemployment rate here as of a couple months ago mm-hmm. before everything is 1.7 percent which working. is literally the lowest i've ever seen anywhere on the planet mm-hmm. that's uh, and of the 178 towns we've yeah. covered it's the lowest it could be working college kids too you know what yeah. i mean yeah, yeah. it sounds college like a college counts that, as that right. yeah it's, it sounds like a college that is not uh i don't know we've done college towns super though. popular to like yeah. go for you know what i mean 1.7 percent seems like working class kids maybe and also probably people out on a ranch if that's i don't know if that counts as Mm. what that counts as so household income here though is a little bit low normally it's about fifty seven and a half thousand here it is forty one and a half thousand so that's a little bit low what you're going to get with college kids obviously not a lot of people making over 150 grand in this area at all uh cost of living though is a little high overall 100 is regular average here is 101 Mm -hmm. but the housing is 119 oh yeah housing is expensive here properties expensive expensive apartments are cheap okay it's like you were saying yeah. rich people and then right. they shove everybody else out into the cheap shit that seems like colorado yep median home cost two hundred seventy four thousand seven hundred bucks here yeah and if we've convinced you damn it mm-hmm. you need to have a rootin' tootin' shootin' good time <laughs> we have for you the gunnison colorado real estate report Two-bedroom rental here goes for about $913 a month, which is lower than the national average, and the real estate prices are higher, so that's the way to go. Man, kind of thing. Because everything's expensive. I found a one-bedroom, two-bath, 1,121-square-foot house. Uh, It's a stone house, so it's like a nice old house. It's on an acre, and it's got like a big greenhouse next to it that comes Ah, with it as well. Colorado. There you go. (laughs) 389,000 bucks for this, though. Holy shit. 1,100 square feet of living space. I'm trying to tell you, you're going to turn a profit in that greenhouse. Fucking better, because that's just for your worker quarters or something. (laughs) Your trimmers will stay there. (laughs) I have a four-bedroom, three-bath, 2,683-square-foot house. Oh, boy. This is a nice house, really, 2.5 acres, Beautiful. You this is like guess? a house you'd want. Sure. Is it six hundred something? Seven hundred eighty nine thousand yeah. bucks. Jesus for that house. Christ. Yeah, it's expensive, man. It's, it's pretty. Oh my. Then I found this. You yeah. need to stretch out. There you okay. Go. Six bedroom, five bath, almost a T bowl for every beehole. Yeah. Sixty four hundred sixty eight square foot. Oh Jesus. Beautiful big giant ranch yeah. on forty nine hundred acres of what beautiful like mountainside real estate. It's gorgeous. Five thousand acres. 
yeah. You're talking about $5 million? $3,495,000 bucks for Lord. that. Yeah. That's, uh, if you wanted to spread That's out. That's pretty decent, though. It's not a bad price. Acreage. Yeah. Some of this, these places are really expensive, depending on where you are. If it's like right by a river or right. water, holy shit, is it expensive. 4,900 acres, though. You could turn a portion of that into some fucking Something. some crop growing. I guess so. Ship that shit out of the state. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> uh, things to do here. Mm-hmm. They have Cattleman's Day. Oh. Oh, boy. Cattleman's Day. It's a whole day. rodeo shit, yeah. obviously. It's a, a rodeo in Colorado that takes place over a 10-day period in July. Holy Whew. shit. Man, uh, celebrating its 112th year yep. of rich Western heritage in a first-class first class and nationally recognized rodeo. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's wonderful here. Holy shit. In 2011, this rodeo was nominated as one of the five finalists for Mid-Size Rodeo of the Year, oh which is a very... Uh, it's a, we got five of them? It's a prestigious award right there. I'll tell you what here. Oh, Jesus Christ. Cattleman Days also offers scholarships to support and further the education of 4-H exhibitors. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That sounds... I mean, I, I get what you're doing, but... That's great, but it, yeah. that, that place smells like shit. I'm yeah. not going anywhere near that event. There's uh, shit everywhere. What you, if you move out of there, then what are you using all that information that you just oh, stored in your brain? Not at all. You what have you to stay there. <laughs> that's the thing. People stay here forever yeah. in this place that live here. Your 4-H knowledge. Oh, I got it all. <laughs> here is the also the Gunnison River Festival. Oh, boy. It says, due to our amazing snowpack, the 16th annual Gunnison River Festival will take place over two weekends. Mm. Holy shit. All Whitewater Park events have been rescheduled for August 24th. Uh, Bar Pearl, I Bar Pearl Jam concert. Uh, I don't know what the fuck that is. Cover band. Cover band for Pearl Jam. I guess uh, down river races. That sounds safe. Uh, and uh, I bar slash world tour paddling film fest. Hmm. What the fuck is that? Um, I don't know what's pad- happening. Paddling. Fi- is there like a festival? A festival they, based. Th- based th- they call the it the world tour paddling. I don't know what the fuck's is going it all on. Like river rafting. It's either movies? that or like, like a Kevin Bacon movie. Yeah. <laughs> light, light bondage. Maybe. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's whitewater summer. Yeah. That's all it is. They just show whitewater. Summer over and on over again. Loof. Is that Sean Aston? I think it is. Okay. <laughs> that Kevin Bacon's a real dick. <laughs> He's been in everything. <laughs> he broke his leg. Good. Fuck, Fuck him. Good him. The, they're going to carry him out. Ah, for Jesus. Christ's sake. He doesn't deserve it. Fuck Let him get him. eaten by bears. <laughs> <laughs> I remember thinking that as a kid. I would have done it. Fuck him. Fuck that guy. So you got a rock trap on you, you cocksucker. Here's a pocket And he knife. deserved it. Yeah, best of luck. Yeah, carve it off. He'll make another movie. <laughs> he will, with one leg. So crime rate in this town, what we're interested in here. Property crime, just above average. Nothing crazy. Just kind of above the average rate. And then violent crime, murder, rape, robbery, and of course assault. Yeah. Mount Rushmore of crime <laughs> is just below average. Oh. So it's, it's usually college towns are yeah. like that. Higher property. Property, lower violent. Yeah. They'll steal your shit and stuff like that. But they won't not, murder you, but they're not they murdering sure as will much. Rape you. Oh, yeah. College that counts boys, as violent. You better calm down. Yeah, that counts as violent. Uh, so let's talk about a murder, okay. Jimmy. Shall we? Yeah. Let's do this because uh, this is. Wow, this is twisted, man. This is some weird stuff. Now, this is just outside Gunnison. There's a town called Parlin. It's barely a town. It's not a town. It's a sign, really. There's nothing there. If you look it up, there's no like... P-A-R-L-A-N? P-A-R-L-I-N, like Carlin with a P. Got it. But it's just, it's it's a nothing thing. And this is just outside of, this ranch is just outside of Parlin, Mm -hmm. between Parlin and Gunnison. Got it. But Gunnison's the nearest town. 
Hey, everybody, just going to take a quick break from the show and tell you about a wonderful company that does fabulous things for your skin, Curology. Oh, Curology.com. C-U-R-O-L-O-G-Y.com. Absolutely. And Curology, this is what makes them awesome and different. As you go uh-huh. on their website, you go to Curology.com, yeah. and then you figure out, they have you take a questionnaire. Sure. So it figures out exactly what kind of skin you have, exactly what your problems are, exactly what you're yeah. trying to figure out and get better, yeah. and then they figure out the perfect product for you. Oh, that's it's great. really awesome stuff. Yeah, it's personalized rather than having this just general... Because everybody's skin's different. I mean, it's sure, like yeah. skin, hair, all that's different for different people. Yeah. So to have it personalized for you is fantastic. And they, they make personalized prescription skincare products here. Wow. Uh, their prescription skincare uses a combination of three clinically researched ingredients, making it more effective than non-prescription cleansers and moisturizers alone. And it really is. It's really good stuff. For a limited time, you can get your first Curology skincare box for just $5 when you go to Curology dot com slash small town go to curology.com slash small town for this free offer that's curology c-u-r-o-l-o-g-y dot com slash small town trial is 30 days applies only to your first box subject to consultation new subscribers only now back to the show Hey, everybody, just going to take a quick break from the show to tell you about a sponsor that can keep you safe, yeah. Simply Safe. SimplySafe.com, S I M P L I Safe.com. Absolutely. Did you know that according to FBI property crime data, most home break ins happen in broad daylight? Oh, my. Is that yeah. right? So as the days are getting longer this spring, yeah. you want to protect your home with Simply Safe. It's the award-winning home security system that Jimmy and I both use. Yeah. Protect our homes, our studios, customers, and experts. Everybody is in agreement about one thing, and that Simply Safe is awesome. And you install your system your way. It's easy to do it yourself. Even we did it, so you can do it. Uh, or you can get their professionals to do it for you. You can test it out with absolutely no risk to you with Simply Safe 60-day risk-free trial. You don't love it? Return. Turn it for a full refund. You bet. So protect your home today. Our listeners get a special 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash small. That's simplysafe, S-I-M-P-L-I safe.com slash small. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Now back to the show. Down here, so uh, there's, that's where this ranch is that we're going to be talking about. The 7-Eleven Ranch. Yeah. Oh, boy. Huh. Oh, boy. You can't do that. Well, they did it. <laughs> what are you doing? It's been called that for like 100 years, though. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I so think they had it the before 7-Eleven. figure it out. <laughs> I think they so. They used to be 7 to 11 because that was their hours, and then they now they're 24 hours, so they just call it 7-Eleven. Yeah, I don't know why they did that, by the way. Know. It's a really weird... I guess the hours would be fine, but yeah. now call it 24-7. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, look at you. Not bad. That's pretty good. Keep the same going. <laughs> Tells you exactly we'll what's going you. on. Yeah. I think it's the same thing. <laughs> We're still going there. Slurpee still. It's the fine. same shit in there. That's fine. Yeah. I don't understand that. Damn gas station either 7-11. way. 11 well, what are you going to do? Okay. So let's go all the way back in time now, all the way tumbling through the through the clocks yeah. and the lightning and everything, back to 2015. Okay. I'm not going back too far. <laughs> it's a short trip here. It sure is. This is a, this is a modern one we're going to do here, a modern old westy ranchy oh, thing. This is good stuff. It's going to be confusing. Oh, no, no. This is great, man. Uh, first of all, I have to give credit to an article in The Atlantic by Rachel Moore, uh, Monroe is the name, uh, the uh, person who wrote it, uh, really good detail that a 
lot of anything else didn't have. Oh. And uh, some sh- this person actually went to this town and talked to people involved. Mm-hmm. And this wasn't just like an AP Got it. pick up on a news story. This person really did some investigation on her own. So she I want to make sure to give her credit for this because mm-hmm. definitely that's a not hard, not easy to do. Yeah. So uh, now let's talk about a guy. First off, let's talk about a guy named Jake Millison. Oh. Okay. Jacob is his full name. Millison and Gunnison. Uh, Millison and Gunnison. Everybody calls him Jake. Okay. Jake is, he grew up on this ranch, and uh, you would love Jake. Sounds Jake. like a cowboy already. He's going to be your kind of guy. Yeah. Not really a cowboy Hard so working, much. Ranch hand. He likes to smoke his weed. Hell yeah. Lives on the ranch, yeah. likes to smoke his weed and hang out, easygoing kind of a... Well, some people say he's an easygoing kind of laid-back guy, and some people say he's not. So oh. it's a... He's got a couple of different things Listen, about him. He doesn't like you either. Let's talk about him. <laughs> he's 29 years old in 2015. Okay. All right. He still lives with his mother at this oh, point. Come on, Jake. Uh, but it's on this ranch. Oh. Yeah. He's waiting her. Caesar. He's waiting her out, yeah. too, is the other oh. thing. This is what people do when they have large amounts of property. This is me and you don't know this no. because <laughs> neither no one in our family's ever owned anything. No. But <laughs> people with like property, yeah. like they'll stay there and wait out their parents so yeah. then they inherit the property. That's how it works right. so it's a different in a different world than we're living in or Jimmy. they go live their own life and then find out their parents are sick and then they go back home for a while that's yeah they die and they're like this is my all right place. now i can take all this stuff that's <laughs> right. what people do yeah Get rid of all this shit and bring my shit in all here. right yeah this place would be nice without all this old lady <laughs> shit around I'll tell you what and the old lady uh, including her <laughs> That's whatever that smell is. Don't all worry. I'll bury you and all this shit in Perfect. the same hole. Don't worry. I'll send it. Nope. It'll go right in the dumpster. Don't you worry about it, Grandma. Sorry, Grandma. That's terrible. So at uh, Jake in 2015 is 29 years old, lives with his mom, hangs out at a local dive bar called the Alamo. Yeah. That's his hangout spot with his friends. And you know, there's not a lot to do in Gunnison. As we've, that's why I put the reviews in there so right. you'd know that, you know. Not really too much going on. It's so boring. It's boring. So if you're a local and you're a younger person and you want to socialize, you go to the same dive bar always. And you know, there's nothing wrong with that either. No. I don't. Uh, no, New York's nice. Doing. You can go to a different bar every goddamn night. But sometimes it's nice to just go to the yeah. same damn place. Oh, I would hate to see the same drink people. Drink your same constantly. beer on the same bar store. Oh, I want to be so anonymous when I'm in a place. <laughs> I don't want anyone to know who I am. Like, I don't want people I know to be there. I don't want the fucking bartender to know who I am. You can still be that well, guy, too, alone. in the corner there. Everybody's like, who the fuck is then they're all like, he's here every night. And they make up stories. Yeah. The next thing you know. Hell yeah. Did you ever see, there's a, did you ever watch, <laughs> your lore. Did you watch Cheers back in the day, Jimmy? A little bit. Anyway, there's an episode where they put, as an experiment, one of them, uh, Diane, put this, this creepy looking guy in the bar yeah. and it just had him sit there and like take notes and stuff yeah. and basically the whole bar devolved into chaos <laughs> as they would like have meetings in the bathroom <laughs> about who this guy is and creating a backstory yeah. for it no like okay, getting paranoid of like who is this guy what did you do did you do something is this like the FBI like they started like freaking out and all this shit and he was just a guy sitting that there. would be great for you so I could do that that'd be good but I'd rather just have no attention at all and be completely anonymous and walk into a place and sit there there and never have anyone like if they went in on like in law and order with a picture and be like this guy was he here they'd be like i don't know that's what i want <laughs> not even a, a recognition by the bar maybe, to, maybe? I, don't I don't know was he tall i guess looks I like know. a lot of people i don't know <laughs> a hat on maybe yeah <laughs> So, yeah, he's uh, his friends know him as a reliable kind of guy, but he's also a laid back. Like we said, he, he loves his weed, mm-hmm. likes his weed. He grows weed on the farm sometimes right. and shit like that on the ranch. I mean, mm-hmm. he's a good dude. Seems all right like that. Like his friend his one friend was saying, like, you know, if you have plans, 
he's going to like make sure to get a hold of you the day before to make sure that the plans are still on. And he's very oh, reliable with him. With him. Right. Not just like, you're still going to hang out with Bob? All right, just checking on you, pal. Right. That's what I thought you meant. <laughs> Making sure you're going to keep your plans with Susan tomorrow. That's all. He's just everybody's fucking receptionist. He's going around. I heard you were going down to the river tomorrow. You're still going, right? No, I'm not. But oh, no, no. I have, I have to work. I have plenty of shit to do. Other stuff to so do. Make, just, sure you're... make sure you're going. Right. Sure, you know what you're up to. <laughs> Told me last week you're having chicken parm tonight. You're having that, right? Having that right still? You changed your mind. Ah, for Christ's sake. Can you let me know ahead Jesus, of time next you're time? you such a flake. When did you know you were not doing that? Yesterday? You could have called me. You could have called. Well, I make notes. I don't know. It's a thing that I do. Consider it fuck. I'm not saying it's my business. I'm just saying I like to keep, you know, it makes me feel better. Is it, I'm not is it, saying it's my business. I'm saying it's my thing. Is it that big of a deal? Don't make me come and look in your windows while you eat dinner, please, because that's really... I have to break in and look through your fridge and, and then we have figure a conversation. it out. And, uh, you know, I don't like this. So, <laughs> so he had plans with somebody. He has plans. Got yeah, it. he's going to do that. But he's he's a he's a reliable guy. They said one time they took a motor a motorcycle trip to California because he's got a bunch of motorcycles. Hell yeah, as you would like. And uh, he's the one who like brought like he thought to bring like first aid kits and shit like that along with him, whereas nobody else did. I never. Thought That's what I mean. Yeah, he's the guy who was like, yeah, I got so that. Prepared. He brought like a tarp in yeah. case there was rain and they had to cover things that's what i mean i guess if you're on a ranch you have to kind of figure out it's all on your you no one's going to do anything a lot of boy scouts in colorado that's the other thing so but he's he's lived on this ranch the 7-eleven ranch most of his life it's a 700 acre property some tells me it might be 711 acres god is what i maybe you're right that's possible Mm -hmm. but uh it's a 700 acre property that they talk about being worth you know a couple million dollars basically where it is and everything so he lives there he does a lot of the work on the ranch lives there with his mom who at this point in time is uh in her late 60s of the age. and of the age yeah. she's looking for a nice beverage <laughs> and uh also his mom is very frail his mom is five foot tall about literally 85 pounds maybe oh, tops God. very very tiny woman and she just has like in this year she had a surgery Shit. as well it makes her weaker so but she's still like like known as like a wiry tough lady that will go out and do ranch shit even though she weighs 85 pounds one of those the ranch people they're a different kind of breed than me they don't look hardy but boy are they they're hardy yeah. people so they said though most evenings that he would go he'd leave uh you know he'd leave the ranch he'd go uh, there's a gym he worked out at mm-hmm. jake and then he'd stop by the alamo hang out and they said creature of habit always at the same table always had the same drink he'd order a coke most of the time what that was it his friend said once in a while he'd have a seven and seven uh-huh. as a drink yeah. or possibly two but they, no one's like really ever seen him have more than two drinks at a bar they said he drinks two at the most because he's usually the designated driver prepared by the way that is that's that's a redneck thought yeah like well he only had two that's the designated driver have that guy that's he's the least drunk and it's not like he's drinking two beers he's drinking two seven and sevens and in western colorado those are tall yeah (laughs) just one of those things like in in normally designated driver means you don't drink alcohol for the night but this is like he's not going to drink enough to get shit faced so he can still drive in western colorado the bartender takes a couple pulls out of the bottle (laughs) yeah and then fills the rest with with seven there you go good good (laughs) That'll be enough. That'll be enough for you. So, but I mean, not, he's just, uh, you know, that, that is like, I guess that's being responsible if everyone else is getting hammered though. And you're like, I'll stop it too. wait a couple hours and drive everybody home. Yeah. He's a responsible guy. That's that sort of deal. He's got a close knit group of friends that he hangs out with mm-hmm. uh, about six or seven people. 
that he you know hangs with his friends he's known for a long time yeah. um some of them and these are all kind of blue collar guys mechanics lumberyard guys they, you know people you hang you tend to hang out with the same right especially if you're growing up you know together and you're a group hanging out usually one of you isn't like headed to work at the lumberyard while another one's going off to harvard this summer right. it's just not you know what i mean yeah. all of my friends growing up were all have nothing had nothing going for them the same way i did i had nobody that was a successful friend like oh man pete's really doing it nope all fucking jackasses i remember i got all morons i was super happy about it because i was making decent money and one of my friends goes uh you're never gonna get rich doing that you're still always gonna be blue collar and broke and i was like you have an oxy addiction what are you (laughs) why are you ripping on me i'm the most successful guy here yeah i have a job yeah I just have a job in a right. shitty one-bedroom apartment, and I'm killing right. it. Jesus, we were Christ. all garbage. Is what that's, I'm telling that's you. That's it, garbage and I people, was the all of us, top of the garbage heap. Yeah, right there with you. So, uh, but all these guys would hang out, and uh, they'd shoot pool at the, at the Alamo there, and all that shit. And then Jake would go back to the ranch because he had to get up early and do a lot of ranch work, um, that sort of shit. One of his friends here, an uh, wow, Antronik uh, Ajarian is the person's name. Yeah. Uh, this this person he comes up uh, several times over the course of this uh, story. Well, this is going to be. A- some quotes uh yeah um uh ant answer i'll call him ant yeah like antony <laughs> and that's not to being disrespectful right. but i don't want to mispronounce his name 45 times Antronic. over the course of the story right. and then we're gonna need a tweet from the yeah. fucking guy a jarian and then it's a harian i don't want to do that so ant is the first three letters we're going with ant you can call me jim if you want no enjoy friend a i don't care <laughs> so about my name yeah. so i hope you don't care about yours so anyway uh he said that quote everything was like clockwork with him about jake He's a kind of a just a, a dependable guy. And then we'll talk about a little bit how where Jake came from, who he is here. Uh, his parents split up when he was six. Yeah. He's got a sister named Stephanie, who's a year older than him. And she'll come into the story big time here. Um, his father, his name was Ray, uh, the, the aunt. Friend, hey, look at that. First opportunity to use it. Aunt described him in a like complimentary, fun way. He described his dad as a, quote, old, crazy gun guy. And that's a positive that's, thing. And like a, you know, like a he was one of those old, crazy, like, you know, yeah. picture like the, the old Mountain Dew ad with like a... Right. shoeless hillbilly shooting at a fucking someone outside of an outhouse that's right. what what i picture you know like a fun but in a fun way right which is weird or um, as a vet you know what i mean a war vet that just loves guns they and, might just like and they're out on a ranch so yeah, i mean there's just you could can, be anything yeah who the hell knows here uh but eventually this guy they get divorced like we said when jake is six and his sister is seven and his dad ray moves to new mexico oh. to a ranch out in new mexico so away from the kids so he's kind of doesn't have a father right away but deb his mother who's the five foot tall 85 pound little lady here she ends up getting remarried pretty quickly actually really find somebody else uh a guy named rudy rudabaugh oh boy yeah rudy rudy rudabaugh you can't do that to your kid no well maybe his nickname was rudy because his last name was rudabaugh it can't be rudolph rudabaugh no fucked up too no 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 i mean his name could have been fucking frank but they called him rudy because his last name was rudabaugh i'm on board that's possible yeah i can see that but when he put it together and it's rudy rudabaugh that's fucked up that's (laughs) you sound like a bad cartoon character at that point so like a punchline yeah exactly now when they got married rudy was 20 years older than Deb. 
So he's an older guy. Yeah. Uh, he's a widow. His wife had died 10 years before that or something. And he's a rancher. So this all works out pretty well. Right. Uh, this is when the kids move into the ranch and they have this ranch life after that. As one, he is, a townsman is quoted as uh, talking about Rudy that he is, quote, one tough little turd. Oh. Uh, about that's Rudy? A, again, complimentary. Yeah. That's a complimentary. That's yeah. what we call Rudy. One tough little turd, that Rudy. It's an old man. He's the one that just, you can flush that toilet 14, 15, he'll just keep floating back on up to the top. Tough little turd right there. He fights against the current. You know Who what I mean? Who the hell said that about him? <laughs> a townsperson. That's like the... I assume that's the general, that's like the general consensus, because that's the quote they use to describe him. So that's the consensus. Poor bastard. Hi, I'm Rudy. One tough little turd. <laughs> Vote Rudabaugh this right. fall. One tough little turd. I am Theodore Rudy Rudabaugh, <laughs> and I am a tough little turd. Tough little turd. That's a great campaign sign. Vote vote your conscience. Vote the turd. <laughs> if Joe Arpaio uh, ran with that, it would that be hard be, not that, to yeah. it'd be hard not to vote for him. Well <laughs> if he was vote, running for little turd, yeah. if that was an office, he'd be a shoe in. I mean he could uh, exchange turd for piece of shit and it'd yeah, be a little more on the Yeah, that's better. <laughs> I'm a tough piece of yeah, shit. That's right. All he right. is a piece of shit. I believe it. And like we said, that is not political. No. That's that's objective. That's like saying Ted Bundy's a piece of shit. Yeah, because he killed a bunch of people and saw Arpaio in his fucking jail, so fuck him too. <laughs> They're both pieces of shit with bodies on them, as far as I'm concerned. So, sorry. Sorry about that. It's a local thing. That's my fault. So uh, we've been trapped too long in the house. So he, uh, Rudy, the tough little turd, he had served as a frogman in World War II which is lurking in rice paddies beneath uh, breathing through a straw. What? That's crawling through rice paddies, submerged, breathing through a straw, looking to pop up and fucking kill people. He's one of these. They would send him out looking for, you know, to... to to attack people out of nowhere a surprise attack yeah that's fucking those guys are nuts that's a terrible job never mind the possibility of being shot and killed and the fact that you've got to kill a bunch of people just being underwater in a rice paddy with a fucking straw i don't know what lives in there snakes and shit i'm not going in there in in uh, an asian country i'm not familiar with i don't think this was happening in france wildlife is here who knows that's what i mean (laughs) the philippines or something that's crazy colorado i know how to live there i can't do this shit so rudy's a tough motherfucker that that they can skip turd yeah he's just a tough son of a bitch yeah so after the war right after the war rudy bought the 7-eleven uh ranch uh-huh. right after it so that's shit i mean he's owned this thing for years or 50 years and uh basically he had a uh, a hunting business out of here they used the ranch as a hunting camp mm-hmm. where he would you know, take groups out right. and you charge money to take groups of city people out right. to fucking shoot Dress some rich fuckers up that's and- it Right there. <laughs> I'd just go up in the mountains and trap shit and let it loose on the property and be like, there's a wild thing there right it there. Is. Right. That's $50. Thank you. Thank you. Go <laughs> Very on. much. So Rudy was known as his own kind of cat. He wasn't. He was different than he was a different kind of dude. He did whatever he fucking felt like. He's a goddamn. He goes to rice paddies with a straw. This guy is a hero. Yeah, that's not okay. If you're thinking about how do we attack the enemy? All right, (laughs) we could fly over and drop bombs on him. Or here, I'll take the left flank and we can send the second cavalry around the thing. We can do all that. 
Or <laughs> here's an idea: let's ram them right up their asses. Submerge people in the rice patties. Right. Like a breathe through a straw. It's going to be fine. We'll stick them right in there. <laughs> stick them in the water. What so, about air? I've got it solved. Straws. Throw them a straw. You a pussy straws. <laughs> what if it breaks? We'll give them an extra one. What the fuck? Two straws? What's that going to cost in us? Your it's fine. So we did, like that's a crazy idea to even come up with. Is that as an idea for an oh, attack? Shit. It's wild. And then this guy's like, "Yes, sir." Yeah, I'm I'm in there. She dives in, straw in his mouth. I, at some point, though, you, I get it. You took an oath for the country. Well, at some point, can't you at least be like, bad idea? That's a, that's yeah. A, that's a terrible plan, right? I've never done that, right? I knew I'd be like lined up and sent places and have to shoot and be shot. No one said shit about submerging in rice patties with unknown wildlife with a straw out of my mouth. No, no, I'm totally willing yeah. to die for the country, but let's that's not all do good. suicide oh, for the country. Totally. I'm fucking there. Jesus. But I mean, yeah, I read a lot of stuff about like World War One in the Civil War. I don't remember straws ever being used. <laughs> this is weird. Feels like we have better technology than this. Yeah, but he did it. Well, when he gets back, he, he's he got some ingenuity here. He uses... This is obviously before cell phones back in the day and shit like that. Between hunting camps, rather than you know use telephones, yeah. he would send carrier pigeons so he to train. other hunting camps. Wow. He trained carrier pigeons who would send with messages back and forth. Jesus. So that's fucking crazy. That's crazy. He's a patient man. He's a, You want to hear something crazier? Mm-hmm. Well, when Jake and Steph were little kids, uh, Rudy bought an African lion cub. No. They had a fucking lion. These people had a fucking lion, Jimmy. <laughs> he did well for himself. A goddamn lion. Afford a lion. What the fuck? You can't just buy a lion. Right. She's two small children. I bought a lion. What are you, nuts? <laughs> You ever try to bring a dog home without <laughs> right. consulting anybody? He <laughs> Never. Just comes home with a lion. You come home with a golden retriever. You're going to get yelled at. This guy comes home with a fucking lion. No, no, kids, pet it. It's for what? What are you nuts? Is that a golden? No, my God, that's a fucking lion. And they they kept it chained in the horse corral. <laughs> As if that's going to hold him. That's if they did. There's horses. And, oh, yeah, then there's the lion. Watch out for that. I'm going to go check out the horses. Be careful of the lion. What? Where the fuck am I? Hey, Jake, can you come over? Right? No, I got to go feed the horses and the fucking <laughs> and the lion. lion. Well, you know what they kept it? Uh, what they fed it? A diet of roadkill. Oh, my God. They, they fed are fucking, it roadkill. They're Joe Exotic. Yeah, they lived They lived like off a highway. Mm-hmm. So there was constant roadkill. It was wow. like their address is on like Highway 75 or yeah. something. So they just go out to the highway, whatever roadkill, throw it to the fucking. Wow. There you go, lion. That is horrifying. Yeah. And neighbors eventually complained. Yeah. You know that you're doing crazy yeah. shit. When you have 700 acres and your neighbors still complain about right. something, you are causing too much problem. 911. Yeah, yeah. I, my neighbor's <laughs> rooster has a god awful roar. Yeah. You're not going to believe this. It's yet. wild. <laughs> it's, I mean. Well, I'm afraid of the damn thing. It's crazy. It eats roadkill. It's a big rooster. This rooster really sounds like the king of the fucking jungle. Apparently, the the uh, the neighbors complained that the lion just being anywhere in the area was frightening all their livestock. They could sense it. The, yeah. They'd hear the roar. They knew it was something that shouldn't be around there and that they should be scared of. And I guess the livestock were constantly like paranoid. They were always like fucking looking over their shoulders and... I yeah. want goats to trim the grass on my property. <laughs> they won't do it. They're bah. terrified. <laughs> the sheep go, bah. <laughs> can't get it out. <laughs> you can't get a whole bile. They're just very paranoid now. Our cows have it's started scary. saying, no. 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 <laughs> 
Shit. Fucking. Can you imagine? Is there a fucking lion around here? What's going on? <laughs> you know, somebody in the neighborhood was like, that's not legal, right? Right. Is they can't have a lion. I know what, it's. Is there a I know law? it's Colorado and everything, and we're a little loosey goosey with the laws, but we can't just have fucking lions running around, right? <laughs> right. There's got to be something. So, yeah, they kept it chained. Uh, neighbors complained. Eventually, somebody from the highway shot and killed the lion. Really? Yeah, I assume one of the neighbors had enough one night, and they fucking, yeah, from the highway, shot and killed the lion, and mm-hmm. so the lion was no more. Uh-huh. So uh, they didn't get a new lion because it was going. Rumor is it was a dentist from Missouri or it's something a- like that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Took him right out. <laughs> That's beautiful. So uh, Jack and Stephanie are homeschooled by Deb, mm-hmm. I guess, so they could. They said it was mainly so they could help work on the ranch like it was a you know they needed to (laughs) this is fucking hard work this is hard work so homeschooling consisted of branding calves and baling hay and repairing tractors and leading hunting trips Mm -hmm. for people and you know doing shit with the horses and that's you know that's homeschool i mean i don't know if they did other stuff i I don't know deb's blessed plan or anything but either way that's oil and john deere i'm gonna tell you all about ben franklin maybe that's what it was too i mean maybe who knows we don't know so rudy though as he gets older he's you know he was in world war ii for christ's sake so as you know the late 90s come around he's pretty aging and not as physically able to do a lot of ranch shit Mm -hmm. so from then on jake was expected to be the guy to you know, do the the hard lifting, basically sure. the heavy lifting for his his stepfather here. Uh, the uh, the family they said in the area was often the last to finish putting up their hay for the season. Well, well, it's tough well, because they were behind. Uh, well, yeah, because Rudy and Jake did all the work by themselves apparently, oh, yeah. and uh, and then when Rudy couldn't do it anymore, then it was all Jake yeah. at that point. So finally, as a teenager, Jake started going to public school for the first time. Really, she must have been like, "Yes, there's girls that aren't <laughs> my sister." The asses around here, girls that aren't my sister or livestock. This is tremendous. Holy shit! Yeah. Like that would feel great. Right. And Jake's like I said, Jake's like a chill, cool guy. Like he he's a lady back kind of guy bet girls would probably liked him you know he's a fun country boy yeah he's a fun dude people really like the guy so uh early on though he got in trouble because he had a rifle in the back of his truck and the school told him because this is like you know the fucking late 90s right like you can't do that remember yeah. columbine We're coming up on columbine that? real soon yeah that's what i mean which was not that far away three hours so, east. yeah that's what i'm saying so he got in trouble but he literally didn't realize you weren't allowed to bring guns to school hmm. Because he just, where, where he yeah, lives. That's like a hammer. Where, yeah, where he lives, everybody's got a gun in their yeah. truck. What if fucking, what if a lion comes out of here? You, gotta, you never know, goddammit. Ranch <laughs> is an unpredictable place. <laughs> fucking lions popping out everywhere. So he had no idea. They just thought that's what you did. And they're like, you, know, you can't do that. Like he, <laughs> it was like having the fucking Nell in here or something. <laughs> it was weird. So, uh, yeah, he, he had, like I said, he was, Never really got off the ranch much in his life. Fish out of water. Yeah, but once he gets there, he immediately is makes friends. He does well with people. Um, uh, him and Aunt uh, are become very close. Mm-hmm. They uh, they like. They're both. Neither of them are real gregarious, outgoing guys. Uh-huh. So if they find somebody who you can just chill and talk on a quiet or low, lower frequency level with, mm-hmm. you kind of get along. And then they ended up picking up different guys from that into this group and ended up with about six, seven guys in the end that all kind of similarly mm-hmm. kind of chill, laid back people. Mm-hmm. No, there's not a lot of just, you know, real boisterous guys that are running around acting 
acting crazy here. Um, you know, they're and they do just outdoor shit. They camp and they fuck with their motorcycles and go off in the woods and or not in the woods in the mountains and yeah. tearing through trails on their bikes and shit like that. And you know, just things that guys that age around there do. Uh, now, after high school, Jake stayed at the ranch because he was the one doing the work while everybody else kind of went to town. They went to Gunnison. People got apartments. And, you know, like I said, we're working mechanic jobs and doing all that sort of shit here. They said, Jake, though, um, he's not real friendly with strangers, not unfriendly, but right. just I don't know if that comes from just being raised on a ranch and not encountering a lot of strangers except for people that are like customers or sure. whatever. So I don't know if that's what it is. They said he's a little standoffish. But once you're his friend, you know yeah. big smile great guy right. you know never never leave your side type of guy um they said that he had a lot of a lot of appetite he always wanted to hang out with people always wanted to do stuff and you know always wanted to be with his friends he uh he was they said the know-it-all of the group kind of though yeah. like he was always telling his friends that they were doing shit wrong and stuff like that and you know what you should do right yeah. that sort of thing i don't know where that comes from uh but they said they actually they said you knew you knew we meant he meant well so you didn't get him mad at it uh his friend aunt there said quote we used to say yeah he's an asshole but he's our asshole okay. so he's fine okay one of those things a lot like you probably say to me probably. about me i would say ass, yeah but i love him yeah he's a fucking lunatic but you know what <laughs> He puts together a hell of a story. So, <laughs> listen, some people have the talent that they're, you know, what I mean, that they need. You gotta have that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're gifted with the talent that, I get you. that brings people to you. Fuck it, right? So, uh, now in 2009, Jake's 23 and Rudy dies. Oh, As he was, like I said, he was a lot older. Yeah. He was in his 80s mm-hmm. at that point. Um, now, Stephanie receives an inheritance from him of thirty thousand dollars she received that before he died for a down payment on a house that oh. she'll uh, that she bought in denver and we'll talk about so that he put the 30 down and was like there's your inheritance gave her an inheritance ahead of time That's yeah it. jake didn't get any money but he just basically that uh he figured the assumption was that he and his stepbrother rudy's son from his first marriage would eventually inherit the ranch mm-hmm. and jake would you know take care of it and do all that shit so that's how he thought of it that's why he's still on the ranch so uh one of his friends said quote gunnison ranchers don't move away this is one of those things they said jake was tied to the land he wasn't going anywhere he liked that way of life he liked having the ranch and he was going to stay there so uh colorado by the way i don't know if you knew this like through the 90s and 2000s especially they have a there's a real water issue in colorado is there Big time. Like groundwater? Water, water rights are a huge fucking thing. Okay. Big deal. Like, apparently, normally you buy land. Uh-huh. Like, here, if you buy land, right. if there's fucking water under it, it's yours. Right. Whatever's under it is yours. Right. You Colorado, can you can't just tap into a fucking water supply. Really? Because that could be somebody's irrigation line, and you'll get in trouble for that shit. So, uh-huh. Colorado, water rights are a big deal. Just because water goes through your property doesn't mean it belongs to you. Really? Yes. It's a different fucking thing. I don't know how it is now, but Hunter Thompson complained endlessly about this because he wanted to buy this property but it didn't come with water right so he's like how the fuck am i going to get water what the fuck is a property without water this is right. ridiculous anyway he's going Can you even out. drill a well on your property i don't think you're allowed to because it's somebody else's water because right. people that water comes through to irrigate and wow. shit through these ranches it's all very complicated so uh now a lot of these a lot of the cities basically would now let their la- sorry farmers let their land die off 
because they sell their water to the cities because they they can literally make more money just selling their irrigated water than they can running their entire ranch that's fucked up isn't that fucked up it's so hard to make a living doing that with the large ranches and the large what are you going to do sell cattle to who right there's fucking huge corporate conglomerates you're competing with or farming or any of that shit so it's it's, you shouldn't sell water and that makes you more money so Mm -hmm. that's what they started doing so a lot of these ranches are just let to die Farmers just make their money selling the water, and that's it, to, to Denver wow. and Grand Junction and Colorado Springs and places like that. That's nuts. It's fucking crazy. And even down to New Mexico and yeah. even here, because we get yeah. Colorado River yeah. shit, too, even. so. And the, the water in, like, Manitou Springs, because they have natural springs yeah. there, and uh, the water is... It's disgusting, James. It's like, uh, I don't know how to... It tastes like it has baking soda. It has like a sting oh, when you Jesus. put it in your mouth. The water's gross. gross here, too. Yeah. The water's gross here. That's just bleached. Yeah. It's, it's super chlorinated. Yeah, and the weird and thing, it so smells like sulfur here. Yeah. Like in New York, the strange thing is, is New York City has great water, yeah. which you would not so expect. Clean. You'd expect it to be disgusting. Right. It's like actually better. When they do taste tests, yeah. it beats bottled water every time. <laughs> it's the weirdest fucking thing in the world. <laughs> we can't figure yeah, it out. Yeah, you'd never know. And yeah. then you look at a place that's you know, beautiful, like <laughs> Colorado, right. and you go, wow, this is go- the water's probably so clean yeah. and it smells like eggs. I'll bet, I'll bet you, uh, egg farts. I'll bet you, Corona or uh, Coors probably had something to do with it because they, I mean, obviously, well, obviously they need they a shitload of water. Fuck, oh, I'm water. sure. That, I'll that, bet they ruined it. They're part, well, that's by Denver there in right. Golden, so I'm, that's probably part of the I whole guarantee it. part of the whole thing here. But a lot of these ranches were drying up, and then mm-hmm. uh, while well, Denver's getting huge, so 2015 comes around. Uh, Jake is, you know, like I said, 29. Uh, May 20th, 2015. Nobody's seen Jake for a few days. Mm-hmm. He's been gone for four or five days. Yeah. Nobody's seen him. His friends haven't seen him. Nobody's talked to him. A little weird thing for Jake. Like, Where the hell Jake go? What's going on here? So finally, a couple of his friends, uh, Nate Lopez and Randy Martinez, drive out to the ranch to see where the fuck he is. Right. Where the fuck did he go? You know, so where, how many places could he be, really? He's not at the Alamo. Right. And he says, must be at the ranch or at the gym. There's dirt bikes here. That's it. So they, apparently they turned into the driveway. They get in here. And this is, uh, I'll show a picture I'll post of the front of this ranch, but it's a lot of, uh, a lot of like heads and antlers and really? all that sort of shit. Jeez. Yeah. Cause it's a hunting lot, right. a hunting camp. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's gotta, brag. gotta look what I shot. Right. So they don't. Jake's not around. They can't find Jake, but they do see his truck is there. Uh, he's got a bunch of motorcycles. They're all there. His dog is there. Okay. Elmo mm-hmm. is hanging out. Cute, cute. So um, now they look around the ranch. It's a big place, and they're trying to. They're Jake, Jake, because they see all the shits there. So right. they think he might be home. Uh, finally, they find Deb. Mom. Deb, yeah, frail and everything else is out in the uh, horse corral doing work. Really? That's what she does. Yeah, it's, it was wild. Like they were like, couldn't believe that she was doing shit. Uh, and Deb tells them uh, that Jake went to Reno, mm-hmm. uh, which isn't like, I don't know if you want to go to Reno. It's a ways out, but. It is. Apparently, there's a mixed martial arts gym there. He's been train MMA fighting, training at a gym lately. God. And he, she says that there's a gym that, because it's around here, though. So I don't know what the level of training is yeah. so i guess in reno there was a gym that's like a, a better gym that he wanted Jesus, to go yeah, drive through utah for train that. at that sounds like a nightmare Jesus. that sounds like a nightmare that's um, a long ride man yeah and then they said well he hasn't been responding to texts for five days and she said the good reason for that is the goddamn irrigation ditch over there just imagine her saying it yeah. too in her little voice apparently uh she um 
he dropped it in the irrigation ditch when he was doing something with the horses mm-hmm. and she said it's in the kitchen in a bag of rice drying out right now <laughs> he said hopefully it'll work when i get back so i don't have to buy another fucking phone for a thousand dollars so literally and they were like oh shit that I sucks have apple care god damn it well, yeah that's yeah. what it was so and then we've all done that oh boy. I, I jumped in a pool yeah. about six years ago with my phone in my pocket <laughs> second i my feet hit the bottom of the pool i said fuck uh, god damn my mother hip is fucker. so heavy i know what that is I got out, put it in rice, and then you wait for like two days, and you're just, don't touch it. Don't open that fucking Tupperware. You're just. <laughs> just stand over it with your hands out going, uh, come on, fucker, dry I'm out. Like, I'm moving it around, making sure it's all covered in it and everything. Just like, that'll make a difference. It never worked again, of course. It just, it's over. It died. It's yeah, done. It's dead. So, there's a saltwater pool. I don't think that helps. I don't think salt water is good for electronic yeah. components, probably. I mean, if you if you pour coffee on something, sometimes it, you can dry it out and Get it'll work again. But if you put cream and sugar in there it's fucked yeah, it'll fuck it, completely. it, it melts <laughs> it'll, the sugar melts to the fucking circuitry and it's over then it's over yeah you don't want to have like a you don't have like a starbucks and pour it in there that wouldn't no, be the thing to pour do your frappuccino that's probably black bad. coffee sometimes it comes i mean not always but yeah sometimes it's fine who knows so. I, I found that out from a, a computer because i poured it on a laptop on accident oh man and he, uh, when i called for help he goes do you how do you have your coffee with cream and sugar and i was like fucking yeah and he goes oh that's trash yeah you're you're in deep shit <laughs> that's over. gonna be stuck and all fucked up that's never happening. Yeah, I dropped a soda on my keyboard like mm. six months ago, yeah. the editing keyboard. Yeah. I spilled it, just covered it, and oh, I'm like, no. motherfucker. <laughs> Son of a bitch. No, I had to get a new keyboard. <laughs> I had to get a new keyboard. It was like, sugar. in 10 minutes, like you'd press a button and it would just stay down <laughs> completely. You could, just, you could just press them all down. Ah, hey. a bunch of ours. <laughs> it was not good. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. If you don't know when Crystal Pepsi was discontinued, what was in Al Capone's vault, or which famous meteorologist is Lenny Kravitz's second cousin, then you haven't spent enough time on Wikipedia. But that's okay. I am here for you. I'm Darcy Carden, and I'm inviting you to listen to my new podcast, WikiHole, from Smartless Media. Discover the craziest rabbit holes on Wikipedia with me and my funny friends as we bring the cyber frontier directly to your tympanic membrane. And if you listen to my podcast, you've learned that that's the sciencey term for eardrum. We embark on a hyperlink roller coaster as we start out on a Wikipedia page and go from link to link to link to link, careening through trivia, oddities, and unexpected connections until we collectively shout, How the hell did we get here? Follow WikiHole on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to WikiHole ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. The wait is over. So far, you're not losing. The only thing you're losing is my patience. Quickly, I see that. Ding! The queen of the courtroom is back. I didn't do anything. You wouldn't know the truth if it came up and slapped you in the face. I see he's not intimidated by anything. I can fix that. New cases. She wanted to fight me. Leave her alone. Okay, so, uh... Not, this is not a so. This is a period. 
classic Judy. Did you sleep with her? Yes, Your Honor. You married his cousin. His brother. That's not him. Yes, ma'am. I would make a beeline for the door. The Emmy Award-winning series returns. How did I know that? I have a crystal ball in my head. It's an all-new season. It's streaming. You can say anything. <laughs> Judy Justice, only on Freebie. Done and done. So uh, anyway, a few days go by, you know, four or five days, and they don't hear from him still. So they assume that his fucking phone is not responding to the rice, probably. <laughs> so his friends call the ranch, and they stop by the ranch. They want to hang out, and they can't get a hold of him any other way, you know, so uh, they didn't know what else to do. So Deb said, he's still not back yet. I don't know when he's coming back, because his fucking phone is inside. So he hasn't he hasn't called me. Yeah. He's 29 years old. Right. I don't, you know, I'm not going to... a gonna, training session. Yeah, I don't know. Well, he's, uh, I'm not... I I don't know you know i don't keep track of my 29 year old son and tell you know what time are you coming home right. when he comes home he comes home i don't know what to tell you in the meantime she's doing the ranch work so yeah and they said too that she seemed annoyed with them to be back like what the f- did i fucking tell you i'll tell him to get a hold of you when he gets back leave me the fuck alone he has shit to do yeah she's just not into it so um yeah about a week later about a few days later about a little over a week's gone by mm-hmm. and a uh, gunnison county uh police officer here named mark michael he someone tells him uh about jake he's just hears in town that jake hasn't been around for a while and he yeah, knows well, jake too yeah. he's known him so he said no that's weird so he calls the ranch mm-hmm. kind of half curious and half sort of half-hearted not really police work because he's not a missing person he's a, f- a fucking adult right but just as a, as a curious thing uh he calls the ranch and deb talks to this officer and says that her son had taken off with a friend yeah. i don't know who the hell it was what the fuck do i know i'm an old lady in a ranch right i don't care uh she told him they she told them they told her that they were headed to reno to go camping and to stop at this gym and then go camping for a while mm-hmm. uh they said that you know sometimes he did this he'd take off to go camping or take off to go do something why not i don't know not really my my problem find him because my back hurts yeah Yeah. so the uh the police officer marks the case status as unfounded basically there's no no need to even file anything it's just a young guy went for a fucking camping trip and his friends are being paranoid about it but jake's friends keep thinking there's something wrong something wrong they keep going back to this police officer saying i'm telling you you got to look further into it he's like the, the guy's fucking mother told me he went camping right. what do you want from me you know people are allowed to camp right. it's a free country so uh again but the, finally after a week of them doing this the cop finally says all right i'll fucking call again maybe he's home now i don't know so this time uh he talks to deb and they you know they talk on the phone for a while and she says the same thing he's ran away he went camping and she says he says the asks her was there anything that might have precipitated that did he have a problem with a girlfriend that he'd make him run off or you know whatever you know people are fuck this i need a few days people take off and uh deb said the only thing she could think of is that they had been arguing uh about you know household shit he and deb Deb, Uh but he's she's like but you know that happens sometimes but other than that nothing really is going on and they said what were you arguing about and she said well you know it's just hard because he's an adult so two adults living at home in the same place and you butt heads which makes sense and i'm his mother 
Exactly. So uh, now she told them, uh, you know, like I said, she had told the friends that she went on, went, he went to an MMA gym. And uh, so one of his friends said, quote, I know a bunch of guys in the MMA gym from uh, from Denver that he goes to or from another place that he goes to somewhere in Colorado. Colorado." And so the mother basically told one of the friends she thinks it was one of those guys he took off with one of the MMA guys. So this guy, his friend says, I know a bunch of these guys. And he called him. And said, is Jake with you guys? And they said, no, we're all in Denver. So, no, not at all. We haven't seen Jake or heard from him. So, uh, yeah, the mother said that he grabbed some camping equipment, a gun, some cash, and grabbed a a rifle and jumped in the car with some guy Mm -hmm. and took off to Reno. That was it. Um, She said after that, if he doesn't come back, maybe he's in Nevada looking for work. Maybe he went to California with his friends. Maybe he went to see his dad in New Mexico. I don't fucking know. Grown man. Maybe he went to Cupertino to get a new phone. That's what I mean. No idea. He might have went right to the source. We have no fucking idea. He said, no, I'm not going to the store. I need to talk to somebody higher up about this purchase. <laughs> so um, now once his friends start hearing about this, they actually start kind of feeling good for him. Mm-hmm. They think maybe he moved to California. Maybe he did take off because he, he had talked about that sometimes. Right. I'd like, you know, half of his brain told him, maybe I should just get the fuck out of here, away from all these fucking people, my family, all this shit, and just go to California and hang out and, you know, get a job out there and whatever, just do that. So they said, maybe he did it. Maybe he's fucking gone. Maybe he just couldn't take it anymore. You know, but then I thought, why the fuck? Would he want to leave? Yeah. You know, he seems to have, he's going to inherit half this ranch. Well, then I kind of talk about a little about maybe why here. Um, The ranch wasn't doing very well. Uh, One of his friends described it as, quote, kind of a junkyard. It had a lot of old shit from from Rudy and that his mom had had piled up, Uh, a lot of garbage. Jake lived in the lodge part. And this is a building that it's like a big lodge where people a huge gathering where you could have big tables and like a not big, a lot of walls. Yeah, like a big end of, you know, hunt, you know, sure. banquet or something you do there. And uh, now, though, they put so much shit in there. Western shit in this article in the Atlantic. They talk about it. Stuffed rattlesnakes, old uh, bits and bridles, ancient guns, antique machines that were broken uh. for 40 years. Uh, so much shit in a giant lodge that that Jake barely had room for his bed in there. Oh, no. So, I mean, they're he was hoarding in his house. They're hoarding in his house. Yeah. And they one of his friends said secretly, sometimes he would take a bunch of shit to town and go like dumpster Get hunting and just go fucking <laughs> fill his truck up, go to town and just go from a few dumpsters and apartment complexes. <laughs> And just drop it in there just to try to get rid of some of it and to make some room. But he said they would there would be more shit in there. Ah, His mom would put more crap in there. She saw a nook. Yeah. Oh, look, there's room in the corner now. Oh, no. Jesus Christ. So uh, Jake apparently asked one of his friends want to help him brand calves before. Sounds like not a job I want to do here. Seems uh, like they would try to run from that. Yeah, well, they, <laughs> you know what I mean? You got to hold on tight. Well, they said typically, apparently, a calf is herded into a mechanical chute right. where a clamp cr- closes around him so he can't move. Fuck. And then it flips them on their side and then they, they you know, Jam it brand them. Yeah. That's what they do. But they don't have that at the 7-Eleven ranch. Mm-hmm. So basically it was, you know, He's wrestling calves. Right. Yeah, you have to fucking <laughs> wrestle a calf, snag them with a rope, wrestle them to the ground and hold them down while oh. they're branded. <laughs> Damn. Which is... 
Horrible. Yeah. That sounds fucking... Imagine the bruises, and you'd be yeah. fucked up after that, not gotta, to mention the cattle, the cow. Right. Then you got to let that thing go while it's got that brand new And it's welt. angry at you. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> they said they needed maintenance on the corral. Um, you know, they said that, but it never could... Jake could never get around to fixing the things that needed fixing, because there was just so much maintenance yeah. that he needed to keep up on. He never had a chance to start a project or anything. Sure. They said... One of his friends said, because the fences need fixing, uh, the truck needs fixing, and we've got to brand all these cows now. He was oh, like, uh, what the fuck am I supposed to do? So, yeah, the family, they couldn't do this anymore. It became untenable for them to have cattle and all this shit. Right. So they ended up selling a bunch of other livestock off, and they stopped the hunting trips at the at the ranch, too. Seems like your cash cow. Yeah, that became, that became a problem. So after that... Money became what him and Deb fought about Mm -hmm. constantly Um, because Jake didn't get a a check or anything for this. He didn't get like he wasn't an hourly employee. He's just doing this. He's just doing ranch work out of the hope of getting something out of this place when it's done. Yeah, he's living there and doing it because it's his family's place. That's not like he's this is a business where he, you know, he's cutting a check every week. So, you know, it's one of those things. He's just supposed to inherit it eventually here. Um, Even if he had to go into town just to hang out at the Alamo there, he'd have to ask Deb for money. Oh, my God. So, I mean, the guy works 12 hours a day and breaks his balls and he doesn't have any cash in his pocket. Has nothing. So, yeah, that's why they thought, yeah, I could see him running away here. He would try to scrounge up money in other ways. They said he would cut up and sell firewood around town. Just any ways to hustle. Uh, He worked a little bit for a landscaping company on the weekends and shit. Uh, He came, he uh, came up with a scheme, as they called it, to uh, grow weed and sell it to all the college kids there. Yeah. I'll grow weed and sell it to the college kids. But um, the problem was he would smoke the weed instead because, <laughs> you know, if you what smoke you a lot do? of weed, right. it's not a great thing to sell a lot of weed, probably. Yeah. You got to sell a shitload of weed. Yeah. If you smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. You got to really sell a lot. He also cultivated psychedelic mushrooms, which is awesome. He had some psilocybin fucking mushrooms growing on his goddamn... That's awesome. So this guy's, yeah, to sell to the college kids, yeah. which is great. Keep those away from mom. Yeah. So if you went to Western Colorado University for a few years and ate mushrooms, they were probably from this guy. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. And he also wanted to start a chimney sweeping business, okay. which is a strange thing to start in the, 20, in in, in, in 2015. the 21st century. Yeah. It's a very odd thing to start. You know, it's like anybody, you know what people need in these days? Shoe cobbling. That's what they're looking for. That's what they're looking for out there. Shoe cobbling. I'm always blown away at the airport when I see a fucking shoe polish guy. I'm like, that yeah. guy really and He's always working, exists. too. Yeah. He's always going. The guy That's exists. why. Yeah. That's crazy. Every airport has them, and they're all the chairs are always full. Yeah. So people must want their... I think they're just so... They're there for four hours, and yeah. they're like, might as well get my shoe shine, I, I, I think it's just amazing that people fly in shoes that need to be polished. Can you that imagine that? It feels awful. I Whenever we're on a plane yeah and there's like some fucking dude in a suit next yeah. to me that clearly like has to go when he lands to like a business right. meeting and all He's that i somewhere. just want to laugh at him the whole time i'm there because i'm like i am going to fuck off yeah smoke some weed right and then hang out with my best friend and make dick jokes in front of a thousand people and isn't that great right. and i'm in under armor sweatpants and we're both sitting next to each other <laughs> isn't that hilarious atten- if this flight attendant's hot you're about to see that i like her because <laughs> <laughs> oh, of my pants it's like what am i gonna do to her jesus guy's, jimmy this guy's wearing a fucking suit i thought you meant i was gonna like assault <laughs> no, no, her so I was like, Jesus Christ, Jimmy, I'm a nice guy. I just mean... Yeah, yeah, the, the under armor. You're yeah. going to see the outline of my more, cock. More of an Adidas guy anyway, but I get what you're saying. 
And this guy's got his fucking Brooks Brothers on. Oh, that's awesome. Unreal. So, uh, yeah, this all goes on. One summer, finally, Jake ended up working on a commercial fishing boat in Alaska. Yeah. You know, like the deadliest catch type shit. Right. He goes up there. They make good money for a, a couple of months. He came home with $15,000 that he made. And uh, he ended up having to give it all to Deb, though, to keep the ranch going. So they were in debt and they needed a bunch of shit fixed. And so it ended up all going to the ranch. His friend uh, aunt there said, quote, he was always pretty pissed off about that, which is understandable. Um, So uh, now he he should have just fucking left. He should have just went and whatever. But he kept staying there. But like I said, he wanted to leave, but he wanted to stay. It was one of those things because he said, too, if he could get this ranch, that's a big deal. If he yeah. could get a 700-acre ranch, yeah. he could make it how he wants it right. without his mom and all Sell that. Sell some of it and have some money. Yeah, do that. Restart the hunting things. Yeah. You could do anything you want there. So, uh, But apparently him and his mother, his mother would break his balls a lot, basically. Tell her that uh, you know, it's not doing as well as it what did under Rudy and it's your fault and mm. all that. Well, he ran it for 50 years, so right. he might knew how to he knew how to do it better. Plus, he's a fucking crawls through rice patties with a straw. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. What do you expect from me? Rudy's a goddamn hero. You home schooled me whatever my lacking is your fault right. deb sorry this is absolutely on you deb. this is on you if i'm <laughs> you know not great at my accounting or something well i guess who taught math class consider the source sugar yeah so you know it, it was just it wasn't going well and like i said a lot of these ranches aren't doing well around this time so this is pretty normal uh she complained though that he was lazy and he would sleep too late and you know all that sort of shit and He's a little bit of a stoner, and he's left jobs unfinished. And he's tired. And he's tired. One of his friends said, whenever you were out there, they'd be at each other's throats. Mm-hmm. Now, his sister, on the other hand, is his real nemesis. Really? His sister is his nemesis here, Stephanie, apparently. Uh, Steph here, uh, Steph moved back in 2012 to this area. She'd been living in Denver, like I said, her yeah. stepfather there. Put 30 grand down for Yeah, them, right? they bought a $74,000 two-bedroom house in Denver mm-hmm. with $30,000 of that coming from Rudy. By the way, I just found out, I didn't didn't see this before, Rudy's first name is Marion. Okay. So they call him Rudy because his last name is Rudiger. Okay. God damn it. Or Rudabaugh, my yeah. bad. So anyway, uh, she, Steph, ends up coming back to the ranch. Um, she she earns a little bit of money here and there taking tourists on horseback rides and okay. shit like that. She wanted they have a son. Her she's got a husband and they have a son and she wanted to bring her son here to raise him here right. like she was raised. She thought it was fun, you know, the yeah. it's the mountains. It's a different lifestyle than living in the city. It ain't Denver. Yeah, exactly. Uh she described herself as not good with backhoe things, but a horsewoman and a country girl. So she's not good at, like, digging trenches or anything, but she knows how to work horses really well, and she's a country girl, (laughs) self-described. But growing up, she wasn't the one who had to do the digging. That would be her brother and that sort of deal there. So uh, they never got along, Steph and Jake, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's very strange. Um, he Steph ended up uh, texting her friend at one point, quote, yes, he's mellow, talking about Jake. She's complaining about Jake all the time. Mm-hmm. And her friends are like, he seems pretty mellow to me. And she said, quote, yes, he's mellow with friends, but with family, he's a complete dick most of the time. 
So they're saying basically that Jake is two different people. Yeah. When he's home, he's a fucking asshole to everybody. That's what his mother says and his sister says. But when he's out with his friends, he's an easy, laid back, easy going guy. Well, maybe he's tired because it feels like you two are living the, in the fucking lap of luxury while he's doing all the hard shit. That's the other thing. Yeah. So that's I would say that. So he ends up Steph moved back. Like I said, 2012, she rented her home in Denver and did this. Um, so once they're there, uh, she did say, though, she she moved there. She told one of her friends that she doesn't want her son, Alan, A-L-U-N, by the way. And we'll talk oh, about why that is. God damn it. Doesn't want Alan going to school here in Denver. Kids are fucked up. And, well, I'm totally sick of Denver. She told one of her friends in an email. So they basically Steph and Jake had worked out the only way they could to get along together and that was to try to not ever see or talk to each other (laughs) that's their way hey this is gonna work out just fine as long as we never look at each other can we do that is that possible you got 711 acres get lost yeah fucking go ride horses all you want i'll be this over here matter of fact i'm gonna get a lion maybe that's why rudy had the lion to keep deb a fuck away from him deb leave me alone i'm gonna i swear to christ i'll buy a fucking lion and train it to hate you. What, are you allergic to cats? I'm going to get the biggest fucking cat you've ever seen. Giant. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they don't do anything like that. Now, the problem is that uh, uh, Dave, who is Steph's husband, by the way, Dave's last name is Jackson, so the son's name is... Alan Jackson. You got it. You've got to be so, fucking me. Alan Jackson. So Fuck you. Are you serious? Is <laughs> no, that's that why they name. did it? No, that isn't why they did it. I'll, I'll tell you. That- it's part of it, probably. <laughs> of but course. It's, he's named after somebody, which was another point of contention, I as we'll talk about. <laughs> so... Things here, uh, her husband Dave uh, and and Jake were total opposites. They said Dave's real cocky and real kind of outgoing kind of a guy, and Jake is more reserved. Basically, Jake hated everything about Dave, <laughs> couldn't fucking stand him, even hated his car. <laughs> You know you hate someone when yeah. you see their car and you're like, fucking son of a Fuck bitch. this guy. Fucking piece of shit. I will, you know? You ever be, hate someone like that? Hell yeah. Isn't that great? What kind of car is it? It's Do a Ford station wagon, a white Ford station wagon with flames painted on it. Get out of my life only a complete asshole <laughs> why would he do that would have a white station wagon right. and paint flames on it and he had that shit in denver yeah that wasn't made fun of i'm sure maybe that's why they moved away from denver <laughs> people they chased him out of the neighborhood everybody took it out on your fucking stupid named kid because your husband's got a fucking dumb car he's being fined by the hoa for having it parked <laughs> in the neighborhood <laughs> That was the problem there. Fucking Caprice out of here. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) So, yeah. So they're constantly fighting, Mm -hmm. these two. They're constantly beefing back and forth. And, and like, that Jake's friends also said that Jake was kind of scared of Dave a little bit. Not, like, he was perfectly willing to fight him and all that sort of thing but he said that dave was kind of unpredictable and potentially violent so he didn't know where the line was with dave where it went from an argument to you know that sort of thing here that drives that kind of car yeah and uh, like he said like he would make jokes jake like i keep my gun by my bed just in case that assholes you know you never know if he snaps one night and they joke around like that so at that point like we said jake was training doing some jujitsu doing some like MMA fighting for exercise though he wasn't trying to he wasn't one of those guys it's like I'm gonna fucking get in the octagon at 29 right that wasn't (laughs) that wasn't his goal Uh, he was always a little chubby and he wanted to lose weight just wants to wear a 34 again yeah that's all that's all it is so he was doing that it's in Gunnison I said I don't know what the level of jujitsu training is in (laughs) 
Gunnison, Colorado. Doesn't but, sound like a place where the Gracies have a gym. Pr- no, probably not. It's just some cowboy <laughs> there. Let me teach you some things, boy. Now, if the cowboy rear naked joke is a bit scary, if the calf tries to make a break, this is what you do. Oh, you want to know how to fight people? (laughs) Shit. This is a calf jujitsu class. This will teach you how to wrestle a calf to the ground to brand them. See, in case you ain't got no equipment. That's where you learned it. That's how you get a gelding in an arm bar. Oh, that's how you do it. Get him in an arm bar. That'll make him tap out now. You won't see it, but you'll see that little hoof going. That's a tap out. That means you can let up a little bit and go on ahead and brand him. He's giving in. It's all right. So he's there. Uh, he says that he liked the jujitsu thing because it was uh, it was good for his temperament. It was slower. It was nice. There's no not a lot of striking. Yeah. This gym is mo- mostly just grappling. Okay. So he liked that. Um, one of his friends said, there's no striking. It's all about distance management, leverage, control. It's like playing chess with the human body. Right. So that's what the, one of his uh, the instructor there. So they said Jake was always kind of chubby and always uncomfortable about it. So the jiu-jitsu, he dropped a bunch of weight. Oh, I'm sure. And, and he started getting into being healthy yeah. and feeling better about himself. Had a couple ugly ears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Had to do it. Hey, you know what? We all have. So he uh, he this went into everything in his life. Like he started trying to really be like healthy. They say his friend said that he would uh, be on this diet. And if his one of his friends got McDonald's or something, he'd fucking bitch at him for oh it. God, he's like, guys, that's not good for you, man. Uh, you shouldn't be eating that. Don't be that guy. Jake. Come on, Jake. Leave me alone. Shut up. Jake. You ever had a, a quarter pounder with cheese? It's delicious. Enjoy your cucumber. It's absolutely delicious. The fuck up. Uh, he would chug at least a gallon of water a day. Okay. Do all of that. He had a, a, you know, he thought hydration was the secret yeah. to everything. Um, and even on the ranch, too, he would try to clean it up. Even if his mother would bitch at him, he would didn't care. He'd bring shit into town, like I said, tossing it in the dumpsters and all this type of shit. But the beef keeps going and going. One of the things they're beefing about, him and his sister, is the son's name. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Why does Jake care? Well, I mean, J- apart from he has to call him Alan. <laughs> the son's name, A-L-U-N, Alan, they named him in honor of Jake's best friend, Alan, Alan Howells, who was a soldier who was 20 years old when he was killed in Baghdad mm-hmm. in, in combat. Right. So uh, this was when Stephanie was pregnant. So Alan was named in honor of this guy. Jake's friend. Jake's friend. You so know him, lady. Exactly. <laughs> One of his friends said, quote, Jake thought Steph had hijacked Alan's name. Alan was his friend, not Steph's. Uh, like, really? Yeah. He was pissed about it. Legitimately not even her friend. No, it was his friend. His best friend. So he was like, these two don't even like each other, and it's his best friend. She's going to fucking act like she's so broken up, and that was what it was. So they Uh. were fighting about that. Also, Dave, apparently, this is a great uh, great quote here. This is from a guy who worked on the ranch occasionally just to try to, uh, he had bought one of one of uh, Jake's bikes from him, and he would he would do work to pay it off. Got it. That was a, the trade-off that they made. So uh, this guy said, quote, Jake didn't like the thought that his sister had married a carny. <laughs> apparently, Dave was a carny at one point. So yeah. if you've ever known a carny, you don't want your sister... No. Marrying a no. fucking carny. Ever. <laughs> and is Dave uh, Allen's dad? Is that like his real dad? That's his dad. Got Steph it. and Dave have been married for over 10 years. Wild. Yeah, it's crazy. So, uh, yeah. And she bastardized his friend's name. And she took his friend's name. And uh, yeah, and the kid, it's not the kid's fucking fault. No. The poor kid is, she's just a kid. He has uh, no control over his name, who his parents are. Uh, nothing like that. He's just a child. So She I, bastardized a dude's name that died in Iraq 
and then gave him the last name that makes it something entirely different. Yep. You bitch. (laughs) It's a weird thing. (laughs) It's super fucking weird, man. You named my my nephew. What if he hates Alan Jackson, too? You know? And then you rob my best friend's name, and I fucking hate that guy's music. His music sucks. Now I fucking hate my nephew. And I don't think he likes Alan Jackson, Jake, either. (laughs) Based on some information I get later, he just doesn't seem like an Alan Jackson guy to me. Uh, so uh, apparently Stephanie complained to people that he can't. She wasn't even. She couldn't even say hello to Jake. It would be a fight. They'd get in a big fight. Uh, her mother told police when they were looking for him. They were asking questions. He said. She said, "Quote: He hated her. She hated him." That's that. Um, so uh, Dave Jackson, the father, or the father, Alan's father, Steph's husband, told police, "Quote: He always pissed me off." Uh, hated they always got in a fight said quote all my stuff was scattered he said he said that uh jake would throw his tools and shit on the ground he said at one point he dumped all his tools on the ground and sold his toolbox (laughs) that's awesome Uh, out from under dave so dave said quote all my stuff was scattered to be trampled on by cows and stuff and such Mm -hmm. so they 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 were these are all little things really but when you live with people these things are just, oh, oh, they fester that's and they a lot. swell. And you know what? If you pour all my tools out and sell my toolbox, that's where they fucking go. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I mean. That's so kind of just a pour them move. on the ground. Couldn't even like put them on a shelf. Yeah. We don't know if that's true or not. I wonder but what Dave did to him to deserve that, too. That's We have no idea. Yeah. Apparently, one day, though, Jake plowed snow. There was a snow a lot. So he <laughs> plowed the snow into huge banks that blocked in Dave's car. <laughs> Which is hilarious. That's, <laughs> That's fucking great, right? <laughs> Drive that piece of shit. Fuck this car, Good yeah. Luck, there you go. You won't embarrass us in town anymore if you're painted fucking flames, you douche. I was trying to hide it from the neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> I picture him doing it with like a fucking like a wall roller too, like putting the paint on it, just like he taped it out and then he's just like, Fuck it, got a roller. <laughs> There we go. Perfectly done. I wish I could have been there when Jake blocked it in, just smiling. Smile. You could just picture behind the plow. Just going, this is going to be good. So, apparently, they got in a big argument over this, and Dave took off his jacket to fight, and he had, he had a gun on under his jacket. So Dave claims that he was not going to use the gun. He was planning to take that off, too, to fight. Because they were going to fist fight, basically. He just had it on because he was walking around the ranch. So uh, that afternoon, though, Jake has had enough, and he files an order of protection against his brother-in-law. So the guy lives in your house. That, that's the problem. Because <laughs> if it went into effect, Dave would have been banned from the ranch, which would have caused even more fucking turmoil yeah. with the sister and the mother. And right. So they're all up his ass. So finally, he withdraws the complaint a couple days later yeah. to save everybody the trouble. Mm-hmm. But uh, obviously, that they were you know always fighting. The mother said they couldn't be they couldn't be there at the same time. That's they, when they it's out fight. of control, man. It was out of control. Yeah. Well, they're going to have fist fights outside. It's right. ridiculous. Now Stephanie is really. Uh, really pissed off because it's at this point that they end up having to move to an apartment in town because Deb says, you guys can't be here at the same time. Sorry. He does all the work around the house, so he's got to stay here. You guys got to go somewhere. So now they own a house, but it's in Denver, so they have to rent an apartment in Gunnison. And she wrote on a website called moms.com. Oh, boy. (laughs) She complained. I take it this is a place where moms go to complain about things to other moms. Sounds like next door for moms. Yeah, because this this has nothing to do with children. Like not like, you know, hey, my son ingested some cleaning product. Is this should I take him to the hospital? Nothing like that. Quote, my younger brother is trying to ruin my life. (laughs) 
<laughs> Dear moms. Dear moms. How can I make my mom see? Oh, maybe it's about your mom. Oh. oh, maybe. How can I make my mom see that it's unhealthy for him to be there controlling her and her property like she owns, like he owns it? I don't know why you're posting this here. We're just trying to fuck yeah, moms. We're trying. Just a bunch of dudes like, yeah. you got pics? <laughs> Question mark. Of you or your mom. I don't care. Is of me, hot? my mom, or Jake. All of you. I don't know. Well, never mind Jake, but you and your mom, maybe. You got babies, too? Let's have a look. See that ass. <laughs> <laughs> Got to pick together, maybe. <laughs> Got to have a fantasy thing going on here. Here to fuck moms. Here to fuck moms. You got the wrong website. <laughs> no shit. So, the following year, though, 2015, what we were all talking about, May 20th is when he he's been missing a few days. Uh, Steph messaged a friend on May 13th and saying, "quote My mom might be kicking my brother out soon." They said, and then a few days after that, she posted on Facebook, quote, have you ever been woken up with, with such awesome news you wanted to run outside screaming? And a friend replied, no more, Jake, mm-hmm. question mark. And she uh, commented, apparently, Reno, long story, tell you soon. Okay. So she's like, oh, my fucking. Yeah. My brother's leaving. So, uh, yeah. So now Jake and uh, Jake's friends here, they're meeting with the the sheriff's office again here. Uh, The the, uh, Molly, his one friend, called Jake's dad, who's still alive in New Mexico, and said, is he with you? Because they thought maybe he's with his dad. I mean, that's a possibility. So they said, no. He said, I haven't heard from him in weeks. Mm -hmm. This is June 2015. So a month has gone by. Uh, he says, why don't you file a missing or person person report up there? I'm in New Mexico. It'd be hard for me to do it. So, yeah. But the officer, the Michael guy, said he didn't think it was necessary. He said, look, I talked to the mother. Everything is checked out so far. I don't know what to tell you. The kid fucking took off. I know you're good friends with him and you expect him to like whatever, but maybe he didn't feel like talking to you right. at some point. You know, like people ditch people. And if he go wanted to ghost you, that's uh, that's his fucking prerogative. Yeah. You should really stop harassing his family <laughs> and fucking leave it alone, basically. Um, but eventually, through a bunch of rumors in town, just people talking about it all the time, the sheriff's office was kind of forced to reopen it. Yeah. And they did. And they ended up telling law enforcement in Reno Hey, you know, if you run across this guy, you know, let us know, let us know basically, sure. or, you know, have him tell him to call home, mm-hmm. whatever the fuck. So, uh, the art, our aunt guy here, he fought, said he fought, tried to file a missing persons report. And he said the sheriff's department kept, quote, kept saying the family doesn't want it. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do there? Um, yeah, they said that uh, several of people were told, like they were told by family members, they were told by the police that only family members could follow reports, could true? file reports. No. Yeah. Uh, according to Colorado law, quote, any person with relevant, credible information suggesting a person is missing may make a missing persons report to law enforcement. That so, yeah, that's just they were the sheriff was just kind of blowing them off yeah. is what it sounds like. Now, they talk to Deb a little more just because they have to. And Deb told finally tells the cops, look, my son uses drugs. I didn't want to tell you that earlier, but he smokes marijuana. Um, he started using steroids recently oh. when he's trying to get in, in shape. He's been working out at this gym. And she said he's kind of been hanging out with the wrong crowd down at this gym. And they've gotten him into steroids. Uh, he was growing those mushrooms. Yeah. And we, the, you know, those silly mushrooms yeah. make you make you see things. <laughs> And also has been dabbling in cocaine lit recently as well, since he's been hanging out with these people doing steroids and shit. So, I mean, yeah. this is the story she's given to the cops that he's hanging out with some shady people. He's she, all roided out and drugged up. You'd have no idea where he's been. Who the fuck knows right. where he could be? He right. could just be posing on a beach in California somewhere. Just no idea where he is. screaming at right. people. Coked up on mushrooms and steroids? <laughs> Holy shit. 
with uh, with jujitsu training. That's a dangerous man. Did she say he's doing coke? She said he's doing coke too oh, now. Boy, she said she's found white powder before, okay. and he's, ever since he's been hanging out with these guys, it's been steroids. And God. before was he smoking that wacky weed? That's yeah. all good, oh, you know. Yeah. Even up here with the old folks, that that wacky tobacco ain't no problem. She was taking bong before she was telling the cops. <laughs> yeah, <story>. now <coughs> <coughs> I seen him doing drugs. Let me tell you about this. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Oh, boy, that one got me good. <laughs> so uh, she also tells police that her son, when he left, had stolen one of her books titled, quote, How to Disappear Without Leaving a Trace as well. Hmm. So, yeah, she said he also stole some other stuff and shit like that. But he stole that book. She said that as well. He used to physically and verbally abuse her that she said Mm -hmm. she said he'd physically abuse me and verbally threaten me. She told the investigators that he used her, quote, like a crash test dummy with his mixed martial arts training thing. (laughs) Um. So he's doing rear naked chokes on his 68-year-old frail mother? This tiny old woman, he's going to pin what her down. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, she told the police, quote, he would hold me and sit on me and stuff. Good Lord. Holy Jesus, that is fucking terrible, man. Jake's a dick. From what she says, it's his mom saying that, for Christ's sake. If it's your mother says that. So then his friend Nate Lopez said he spent a lot of time talking to local fo- law enforcement, and they just told me that the only people they can really believe is the family. They said if Jake, uh, if, if they say that Jake went on a trip and they're the last people to see him, that's what we have to go on until there's any evidence of anything else. Mm-hmm. So Jake's friends, though, they keep fucking doing it. They keep going at it. Uh, Steph, finally, the sister, messages one of Jake's friends and says, quote, do you have any idea who keeps reporting Jake missing? So every time they, someone reports him missing, the cops have to come to the house and make sure he's not there. Right. So that's they're starting to get annoyed, the family. Uh, she says, quote, I would really like it if they would just call mom instead. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you want to know where he is? Call my mother, basically. But they would also, uh, so they started doing that. So they started, basically, all of his friends started calling every day. <laughs> so then his mom got mad and told the sheriff to tell them to stop doing it. So now the sheriff's telling the friends, just fucking stop. Stop filing reports. Stop doing anything. So weeks go by. Mm-hmm. More weeks. His friends, nothing. They get nothing out of him. They don't feel shit. Uh, Stephanie and Dave move out of their apartment. They come back to the Seven Eleven ranch. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, just going on with their business. That's that's that, um, you know, and his friends are pissed off because this article in the Atlantic, they talk about this His one friend aunt there said, you know, I feel like if it was the sheriff's son, he might have looked a little harder. Probably true. Pro- you know, whatever. Uh, but finally, they said that they needed to look for the ki- for for Jake themselves. They said, we can't depend on the cops. We can't depend on any of these fucking people. We're going to find him. Oh, boy. Which, good luck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Bunch of Gunnison Hicks. Yeah, right we're going to find him. Hold yeah. on. I got to work till six at the lumber yard. <laughs> but I mean, at the same time, that's got to be really frustrating. Yeah. If you feel like something is wrong and, you, you know, and you're doing this, these are good friends. Yeah. These are good. They actually give a yeah. shit about it. nobody. I don't know six people that would give a fuck if I, they'd be like, I don't know. He left a long time ago. No. I forgot he existed. Even my girlfriend would be like two days without a call. He fuck must him. have ghosted me. <laughs> fuck him. Uh, yeah, that's what I mean. Totally. Right. Yeah. These are good friends you know so uh one guy the ant guy was in a hardware store parking lot when he saw something 
he saw Jake's motorcycle there. Yeah. It's a 1976 Harley Sportster. By this time, though, the motorcycle, they see, it's clearly Jake's, but it's got a really shitty, quickie paint job on it. Has it got flames on That's, it? <laughs> is it what with flames? <laughs> and a modified gas tank. Oh. Well, you don't need to know if there's uh, flames on it, because Dave was riding it. Oh. So, so there are. It is Dave yeah. riding it. And uh, his friend, Ant, said, quote, if Jake ever saw Dave Jackson breathing on his motorcycle, it would have been the end of the world. Yeah. And this guy is riding around on it and why is it all spray painted these shitty different colors right. was his friend's quote the tank what's going on what is happening with mm-hmm. this so his friends are fucking concerned obviously uh two other friends were looking for used motorcycles shopping when they found two more of jake's motorcycles for sale in a local shop oh no and they were like what the fuck so they ended up talking to the owner of the shop and obtained the title yep. to one of the to one of them it was a honda and uh, and it had Jake and Deb's signature on it, uh-huh. uh, signing it over. Uh, now the friend Ant said that Jake's looked like to look like a forgery to him. Didn't look like his autograph. No, he said, "quote You could see Deb's signature and you could see Jake's signature underneath it, and it's the same freaking handwriting." He <laughs> says. So, which I mean, it could have been either one of them doing yeah. it. So who knows? So, but he, they said these motorcycles were a big thing of like, That's his thing. this is crazy. Yeah. Who, what is going on? Why are they selling his stuff? But I mean, if he took off and hasn't contacted his family in months right. and they're short on money, well, yeah. they're going to start selling off motorcycles, sure. I would think at the same time. So one day though, Ant ran into Deb at the grocery store, yeah. which is a quite the confrontation. Uh-oh. So he starts talking, he starts asking her all sorts of questions. This yeah. guy, he says, where's Jake? Um, and then, you know, she would say, I don't know. He'd say, well, why didn't you? file a missing persons report you need to you know you need to follow up with the police and get on this shit and she said basically i don't know where he is and i don't want to get in trouble for filing a false report if he ends up just popping back up again well that's not so, a false report mom no it's not that's the thing it's i hope my mom's not this carefree when if i <laughs> go anywhere you know my mom wouldn't oh. be <laughs> yeah my mom's nice. italian she'd be <laughs> crazy are you kidding me she'd be hunting you she'd be hunting people my mom would be like he's off on some grand adventure yeah. somewhere Hope yeah. he's having fun. No. Jesus, Mom, I'm dead. My mom would be under the rice patties with a straw coming out of her mouth. Italian Jimmy? mothers are different. Where is he? She's, under, she's underwater screaming Yeah, Jimmy. it's a different, way different <laughs> thing. <laughs> Sorry. She's scaring poor Vietnamese people out of their property. You know. Is my Jimmy here? Oh, God. So, uh, finally, three months after he was last seen mm-hmm. so this is may to june july finally deb officially reports him missing mm-hmm. he she says in the report that his interest in mma brought him into contact with a bad crowd and that uh she told investigators i figure he got in over his head with something and is either in witness protection or in hiding or dead what holy shit it's really going far my god uh, sam rock's not that dangerous fuck me yeah he's you know it's just a nickname it's just marketing <laughs> sweetheart Babe, just marketing. <laughs> Come on. So uh, Ant ends up creating a Facebook page. I'd love to see our, some of our crimes. There's so You looked at me like, what? Technology. Oh, yeah, it's, it's new. Oh, yeah. Uh, called, quote, where is Jake Millison? Mm-hmm. It's fair. Uh, he posted photos of him, uh, you know, Jake in a bunch of different settings and asked people to share any information that might be useful or anything like that. Uh, someone reports on the site that they they saw uh deb steph and dave 
all burning Jake's mattress days after he disappeared. Oh, my God. That's their claim on this Facebook page, which, I mean, we are all have Facebook. Yeah. Uh, claims on Facebook are about as valid as a homeless man screaming it into the night. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's pretty much the yeah. same thing. That's how you should look at Facebook. Yeah. People look at shit different. And, and I know this because you, you've got trouble arguing oh, with your family boy. on there about shit and stuff like that. I don't have a family anymore, That's James. on Facebook. That's yeah, you got to wipe them to. clean. I've gotten oh, rid of all of it. I've done it, too, with people. Oh. And it's some people, too, that I do it because if it's someone like I'm related to or something, I do yeah. it because I don't want to hate them. Right. That's why I do yeah. it. So it's like I, if I keep reading your dumb shit, I'm going to hate you. <laughs> and it's going to be very hard for me to pretend like I like you next time I see you. Right. So instead, I will get rid of I'm you off my thing and then when i see you i'll still like you because right. i'll forget what your fucking crazy views are it's fine so that's fine i can't I, that's, do it when i i grew up with these women yeah man, this is and they're just so dumb <laughs> god damn it they're both so fucking dumb yeah i know i could see it man but yeah this is fucking crazy but, though but, so that that's the other part about Facebook, too, is that you have friends that are friends together, and mm-hmm. now you're going to f- start friends of friends throwing out your, the clues that you've got in this guy's disappearance. Here's my clue. Well, here's my clue. And we're all going to come together publicly yeah. about what we think. And the sad part is, this is their only recourse. They have mm-hmm. nothing else they can do other than maybe hire private investigators, but yeah. we don't know if they have money. A private investigator to go from state to state and yeah. looking for people, that's expensive as fuck. Yeah. If you're blue-collar people, it's not easy to afford that. It's going to cost you thousands. If they just have the gumption and wherewithal to start a podcast they'd be number one they, today. yeah where is jake <laughs> yeah where is jake would have been a big podcast a bunch of gunnison uh, residents looking and there for was her. podcasts back then so they shut up uh, but honestly if you have a facebook look at it just like every person is just a, cr- a crazy yeah. uh, the craziest homeless person you've ever seen <laughs> screaming into the night that's facebook you, you know how you ignore what they say right. yeah. that's what you do there same thing oh it's just uh, he's he's clearly mentally ill and screaming at the stars screaming at venus to leave him alone and stop looking at him but so then you got to look at it too is like it's probably easier for people in like new york or san francisco or la to be able to dismiss posts like that but people like me who grew up in not in a big city yeah, like yeah. that, where there's not just random weirdos on a on a train screaming i'm gonna fuck your pussy in yeah your face, yeah that's you know true I mean? you're like i'm a dude yeah that's like the about? subway thing when the right. guy's yelling at you and i was like so ignore him fucking I- ignore him that's what you do. You were like, huh? And then you were like, that's what the conductor said, too. I was like, yeah, that's what you do. You just ignore them. Can't ignore that. Yeah, they yell at you like scream- twice. If you ignore them, they go on to the next person. That's how it works. Screaming he's going to finger my ah. cunt. Yeah, that's how they do it. <laughs> Trying to get your attention. And if you just ignore them, they're like, ah, not his cunt, I guess. And they move on to the next one. Against my will. That's how it works. So uh, wild. At one point, someone else noticed after he disappeared that uh, Dave changed his Facebook profile picture. And in his new picture, he was uh, sitting on one of Jake's motorcycles. Oh, you did. So they said that would have not gone over too big. Mm -hmm. Uh, All sorts of tips come to the Facebook group and anything that comes in, they share with law enforcement as well. Uh, Finally, though, the uh, after all of this, all these tips, all these things coming in pressure from all these people, the police off. Officer finally decided, quote, that this was a serious matter here. Well, yeah. Um, so anyway, that winter, things were rough on the ranch. Dave texted his friend that uh, during this that with Jake gone, he has to do everything yeah. now. So now he's the new Jake. So yeah. good luck. And a tough Dave. He said, quote, I'm sick of being a slave for Steph and her mother on this ranch while she's in the lodge, warm, cozy, fucking around on her phone. <laughs> 
So there's that. Now you know how Jake felt. <laughs> so Dave threatens to leave. Yeah. He says, I'm fucking out of here. Stephanie takes a gun out and fires a bullet into the floor in front of him and says, you ain't going nowhere, motherfucker. Take it easy. Andy That's Oakley. some old timey ranch yeah. shit right there. Where are you going, pal? That's whoa. Holy shit. I guess I'm staying. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's around this time, too, that Deb's health begins to deteriorate. Mm-hmm. Uh, she ends up going into the hospital for a collapsed lung. And she gets a biopsy revealing she has stage four breast cancer. Oh, no. And she is in rough shape and she's withering away because she was very small to begin with. Right. Not good for, for Deb here uh, at all. So anyway, and his friends over time, because oh, uh, two years go by. So after two years, his friends, nothing's going on. His friends start moving away. His one friend moves to Texas. Someone else moves to Colorado Springs. You know, it's just like they, you know, people live their lives. They have to move on. They can't just spend their whole lives looking for someone. So uh, finally, the sheriff's department in 2017, two years fucking later, asked the Colorado Bureau of Investigation for help on the case. I think you get the Colorado FBI. You know, just stop by. It's been two years we've been looking, so maybe we want to... stop by so uh yeah so uh two years after jake's disappearance aunt met with a cbi agent who told them they were making progress but aunt said quote she said i can't tell you anything but anything but things are in the works for you guys the case was moving along mm-hmm. and it really comes to a head on july 17th 2017 when basically every single available every single officer in gunnison county yeah. uh including a bunch of and a bunch of uh colorado investigators sure. and ambulances and fire trucks and cadaver dogs and every fucking piece of cavalry you can imagine descends on the 7-eleven ranch mm-hmm. does this right or first thing in the morning oh no holy shit it's like a parade of shit coming down the highway to the oh, house boy. uh yeah so ambulances they have to search 700 acres yeah. which is quite a lot and even stuff around that sure. too you know bordering neighbors properties and uh so uh, uh the, his friend said quote later on that day there are reports that they found a body and you just know there's not another reason for a body to be out there so people start talking about it in town, uh, you know, things like that. Uh, they start hearing all the rumors. Turns out they did find his body. They found his body buried under a seven foot deep pit okay. uh, with a barrel of goat skulls and various dead farm animals on top of him. Oh, no. That's how they did it. And when sheriff's deputies dug up the pit, they found all this stuff as well, all these bones, barrel full of sheep and goat heads. Mm. Just a barrel of heads. Who the fuck? Why do you keep that? Who keeps a fucking barrel of heads? I'm sorry. That's twisted. (laughs) I don't know if that's some ranch shit. You're like, well, put put it in the head barrel. Right. We got a head bucket and there's a right leg. No, that's right front. Left (laughs) rear goes in the other bucket. I don't know how it works. they use all the rest of the animal except for its head? I have no idea. But they fucking... They found him under a pile of heads, um, and at this point, they found it was skeletal remains, of course. missing an arm. <gasps> what? As well, missing an arm. Mm. Uh, now, what the fuck could the police excuse possibly be yeah. for, you know, two years plus worth of shit here? They said that, you know... 
they they dispute. They said that we didn't. It's not that we didn't take his friend's concerns seriously. They said we are quote we were working pretty hard. It just takes a really long time. You can't just show up somewhere and search. There's a thing called the Fourth Amendment. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you can also show up places and ask all the fucking questions you want. Yeah. That's it's called a murder investigation right. or a missing persons investigation. Know what I mean? Is Dipshit. That, is that uh, you search dumb and useless motherfucker? Yeah, it's yeah. unlawful search and right. yeah. You can't go on and rip the property apart without right. a warrant. But you sure can try to build a case toward getting a right. fucking warrant. You just go, well, can't just go there with no warrant. So where do you think warrants come from? The fucking warrant fairy delivers them at night? No. You put together evidence, right. brings it to a judge, and they go, here's a fucking warrant. Go right. look at shit. What the fuck are we talking it's about? probable cause together. Holy shit. Nope. I don't know. He said, uh, then he said, I mean, we only had one investigator for the entire county. Wow. Well, fuck me. Maybe you need more. Yeah. What are we doing? Hire another. Yeah. yeah. How many people did you have going giving tickets out? Right. I bet you had more than one person giving tickets out, but one, not one more than one person fucking investigating. I'm so flustered. About I know it. Jake's got nuts. six friends that are pretty good at investigation. Yeah. Hire one of them. Fuck. <laughs> slap a badge on him at this point. So they're looking at motives. What, who could have been? What could it have been? Um, they look at Steph, obviously. Lifetime of animosity. Mm-hmm. tension over the inheritance of yeah, the ranch because she was mad yeah, yeah. absolutely also constant clashes between deb and him mm-hmm. and then of course dave uh-huh. dave's yeah. a guy he's a real cocksucker yeah dave's yeah. a carny who yeah. fucking you know who jake filed a missing who filed a restraining order right. against so he drives a station wagon with flames that's enough you know he's right. an asshole yeah. you just you know a human being yeah. with a station wagon with flames on it he's is trash. an asshole yeah white trash joe dirt right that's some joe dirt shit right, right. there Lock it, paint the flames on this morning. <laughs> they moved out of Denver because they Houston hated Dutch Denver. Boy. But I guarantee you, Denver hated them more. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. sure they 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 knew they weren't didn't fit there. Your car, your kids named Alan Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck both of you. And Jake would, had told his friends, by the way, over the course of time, and their friends repeatedly told police this that quote, if anything ever happened to me, Dave is the one responsible. Mm-hmm. So I mean, didn't matter though. So then investigators they questioned Deb, Steph, and Dave, uh, obviously separately, yeah. and many many times over. Uh, their stories are completely contradictory yeah. to each other. Different timelines. They they're all saying how great that person is, but then you can't really trust this one. Like they're all like kind of turning on each other. <laughs> um, everybody says that Jake at one point had been his mother's favorite, but the last few years everything had shifted, and uh, Deb started complaining to Steph about Jake, and that Steph w- liked to egg her on about it because she wanted to be the favorite, basically. So Deb told the investigators that Steph was insistent that uh, that Deb evict Jake from the place, but he was the uh, Steph said that he's a freeloader, uh-huh. and so the mother said no, that's yeah. not it at all. But the sister told her, without tough love, he's never going to be independent ever at all. Oh boy, not going to happen. She said, <laughs> yeah, she said the only way. Then Deb claimed Deb tells police that Steph told her, quote, the only way he's going to leave here voluntarily is if he's in a body bag. Jeez. That's Jesus Christ is right. That's rough. So uh, apparently at some point, investigators now find an amended version of Deb's will dated three weeks before Jake vanished in May of 2015. And instead of leaving the ranch to Jake and Shane, the property and everything else she owned goes completely to Steph. Jake was had nothing in this will whatsoever. Shane didn't do a goddamn thing for this. Not shit. Mm. Yeah, well, it, it was his dad's ranch. Yeah. That's why. So his My dad, point is, like, Shane's not getting anything, and he yeah. got cut out. He got cut out, which is bold, because I, I, I assume when his dad bought this ranch and owned it for 60 yeah. years, he said, my son will run this one day, right. or my daughter, or somebody, right. and then they 
they got completely cut out of it. So that sucks, which he should have in his will made it specific that, you know, he should have been more specific. But either way, he probably trusted his wife, I would think, to do the right thing. So in January 2018, still no, nobody's been Mm. charged or anything. David Jackson uh, finally decides to implicate his wife here. Really? He says, quote, this is fucking funny. Honestly, after all this and all of that, I have a strong feeling it could have been Steph. (laughs) Really? A strong feeling, eh? I really get a hunch it was Steph, but I'm not positive. That's literally his next line. Quote, I really get a hunch it was Steph, but I'm not positive. (laughs) It was the day she fired a shot at me. You know. I kind of got it that, you know, she'll fucking kill somebody. Plus... You know, we all live in the same house and the same property. So if one of us starts murdering people, you get a hunch. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then they both fail a polygraph test about their involvement and knowledge in the killing as well. Dave, too? Dave and Steph. Oh, boy. Both fail. So Deb tells investigators that the week Jake went missing, she had been exhausted from working the night shift at a nursing home. Mm -hmm. Deb had done. Uh, She asked Jake to take care of an errand, and he left it half finished and went into town to fuck off with his friends. That's what she tells him. She said this was the last straw. Deb says she waited until he fell asleep that night and he shot her. She shot him in the head. Deb said that. Deb, the mother, his fucking 68 year old. Cancer-ridden 75-pound mother. Wow. Shot him in the head. She said that she disposed of the body on her own. Mm -hmm. Okay? She told police that she killed him with one bullet from her Smith & Wesson Lady Smith 357 revolver. (laughs) That's a ranch woman. She has got a special lady yeah. version of a three fifty seven revolver. It's got She's got roses or it's pink. Or yeah, something. No, it's yeah. got a pink yeah. handle or yeah. like a rose carved into it or something. But it's a lady smith. It's clearly like a wow. It says Lady Smith on it. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> she said she did it uh, sometime after two that morning, mm-hmm. and she did it. She said she killed him because of his abuse to her uh-huh. doing mma moves on her and She's shit tired. she said i get up and i take the 357 and i walk upstairs and i stand there a second and ask myself do you want to live the rest of your life like this however long or short it would be and my mind goes no and i pulled the trigger wow. well, that's his mom that's cold that's mom yeah that's not uh, that's mom right like <laughs> you know what i mean Ooh. we i don't know if we've had this before no. we've had mothers killing young kids right. but they don't kill their adult children <laughs> a 30 year old if they don't yeah. kill them by two they're right. probably not gonna you know they generally make it they make it <laughs> especially with mothers the right. mother's gonna protect it if yeah. they don't you know do it by two <laughs> and if and if if she That's has weird. another baby, then that two years resets. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Because if she keeps having them, eventually she's going to kill one that's under oh, two. Oh, yeah. And all happen. of them are going all, to. That's going. It's all gone. <laughs> the one that's nine also. So the investigators are like, okay, Lady Smith, that makes sense. Because uh, the slug, by the way, they found, uh, they they did realize that it's a three fifty seven yeah. bullet that killed him probably, more than likely. Um, they said, how the fuck did you dispose of his body being that you're a tiny frail old woman right and get it out there she said she managed this is amazing she used she moved the body quote using yankee ingenuity and my knowledge of physics and chemistry and stuff (laughs) what she built like and stuff (laughs) (laughs) well i mean chemistry is important in this too physics is important in this chemistry really has nothing to do with nothing at all moving a body at all unless you wanted to dissolve it chemically that would be chemistry and then physics wouldn't matter physics and chemistry rarely matter at the same time when you're disposing of a body put it that way unless you're trying to figure out how much volume fits in a vat of acid and that's (laughs) neither of those things that's a different thing and uh and stuff yeah and chemistry and stuff so her vast knowledge of the sciences obviously mixed with her quote yankee ingenuity right 
uh, let her figure it out. She said she, this is her explanation, she rolled his body in a plastic sheet, then used toe straps and a winch to maneuver it out of the log and onto an an ATV. Mm -hmm. And she said that Steph and Dave knew nothing about it. She said, quote, but if if I shot him in self-defense while he was asleep because I was afraid that would what would happen if he woke up again, that's not self-defense, question mark. Like, well, how is that not self-defense? I was afraid of him. Hmm. And they were like, yeah, no, that's not how that works. No. If someone's sleeping, that's the least threatening they could possibly right. be. They're literally unconscious. You're as they, safe as it gets right they now. They cannot hurt you right. from that state. So. Right. If he sleeps, walk, sleepwalks and comes after you with a butcher knife, then we'll talk about it. But yeah. otherwise... He throws some MMA on you and you get some bruises. Call us up and we'll come yeah. arrest him for it. No shit. Yeah. So they figured out what he did the last night. He left. He was in. He went with his friend to Crested Butte, Colorado, and to see Mad Max Fury Road, movie. the movie. Um, he uh, They asked a couple other friends to join them, but people couldn't do it. Uh, one of the guys, the guy from the ranch that bought the Harley, he mm-hmm. couldn't afford it. And uh, after the movie, they went to Gunnison to play pool at the Alamo Bar. Yeah. They returned to the ranch. Uh, he returned to the ranch. Jake went to bed. They checked his phone for the last things he ever did on his phone right before this happened. And he watched Daft Punk and Farrell uh-huh. sing shit. Uh-huh. They watched videos. I mean, I don't think he's an Alan Jackson guy no. if he's watching Daft Punk on yeah. here and, uh, and, and Farrell on here with he's his fucking hat happy. yeah and uh <laughs> sing uh get lucky they, they I guess, that was the song that was the song he was listening to and a routine by jl kovan the comedian really yeah that's what i was like well wow, that's the, watching... the most pub he's ever gotten good for him <laughs> yeah. hey somebody fucking got killed while they were watching me fucking awesome finally i wonder if jl knows that i've been doing fucking these impressions for years <laughs> nobody gives two shits about it i'm i bitch every fucking week that no one cares and then this fucking guy dies this is good for me and i'm just breaking balls i don't know jl but oh, I, it's great he's a, he's really funny he <laughs> does these he does impressions and these sketches of yeah. these impressions what was the one the louis ck he, comedy he was, school yeah he was doing a comedy was, college it was before it was brilliant. Louis got beat up. Or, yeah, or it was caught. a joke right. of a multi-parter of comedy college with and different instructors. Impressions of each instructor. It was really good stuff about what they do specifically in comedy. That's great. And it, it was, it was funny. It he was so good. He was really good at everybody. Now and, he does uh, a Donald Trump, and he got a he got a bunch of publicity for that. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's who we, that's what he was you, watching. JL. That's what I mean. I was like, hey, good for you. That? So uh, <laughs> the. La- <laughs> the last it's a little bug i I hope he does i'm sure if he he has a he seems like he has a google alert for his name jl the last he was like shit a man watched before he was murdered was you he popped and i think that's from the washington post too he probably saw a google alert and he was like washington post mention what the fuck and he looked up and he's like where the fuck am i in this oh oh jesus shit all right well it's it's still a mention it's still cool still a mention so uh but no good for him i'm not i'm not fucking breaking his balls like i said he's a talented dude yeah. and not, not talking any shit <laughs> comics just like to break comics balls even if we don't know them it's one of those i really hope things. it was comedy you i, I do really too do. it was around that time it was great so it was right around yeah. that time too so the phone was not used after 2 29 a.m on saturday may 16th so that he went out on a friday night that saturday morning now investigators tell steph that her mother confessed really? by the way your mother confessed and she said quote oh my god and she started sobbing and she said are you fucking serious i can't breathe and uh, but they thought she knew a little more than she was uh, letting on because she posted about awesome news when he left and all that kind of shit. Eventually, she said, quote, OK, that's a bad sign. Uh-oh. That's like when you're on the phone with someone, and they go, all right. So yeah, it's one of those. Yeah, it's over. OK, she says, quote, honestly, I didn't know anything until a couple months ago. 
She says Dave had been digging a uh, digging in the manure pile. Ugh. Okay, I'd never, do that? I never want to live on a ranch. No. <laughs> if one of the jobs is, go ahead and dig in the manure pile for a while, I'm not doing that. What if he was so bored that that's what he was doing? Just shoveling shit for fun. <laughs> Just out there throwing it. When he partially uncovered the body of what she said they thought looked like a large animal at mm-hmm. the time. That's all it was. He said it was uh, she it was partially mummified and wrapped in plastic. You know, like you do with animals that you shoot. Um, Dave said that he had encountered plenty of carcasses while living there, but this one was different. He told Stephanie you can see parts of a rib cage looking out, poking out. Oh boy. So he called Steph over and said, is that what, is that what we think it is, basically? And Steph said, maybe. I'm going to go call mom. So Deb told her daughter to stay away from the body, claiming it was a mountain lion or a bear that Jake had shot. Mm-hmm. And she just she told her daughter, quote, it's a legal game. That's all I'm going to say. Super illegal. It's a ele- yeah, oh, very. The, <laughs> never mind the most dangerous game, the most illegal game as well. <laughs> Hunting people. You that, can't have that. You definitely. That's that's, a, that's very a illegal. You don't want on your wall. A mountain lion. You get a ticket. This is worse. You know, I'm sure with a fifty dollar fine or a thousand, even a fucking hundred. I don't know. <laughs> So she told her daughter to put the manure back on top of it and leave it alone. That's what mom did. She just poured shit on it. Shit on top of it. Just put the shit on top. of Wow. So and the weeks after that, Steph and Dave would make jokes about it. They'd uh, they'd talk about calling the police, but they never did. This is what Steph's telling the cops. How many times did they say he's in deep shit? Oh, he's in deep shit that day. Uh, he said, then the, then the investigation started ramping up and Stephanie said, once the cops started asking more questions before they actually came out to the ranch with the you know, search team, mm-hmm. that they need to rebury this somewhere more secure. So the family avoided what they were discussing. They just called the body it and sometimes called it the bear wow. that because mom said it was a bear. Yeah. Eventually, though, uh, she tells the cops, quote, I knew in my heart it was Jake. Well, no shit you did. <laughs> really? One afternoon, Dave used uh, a backhoe to dig a hole inside the corral. And a couple, a couple of days later, they put Jake in there um, and they put fucking heads on him. I guess that was their idea to try to throw the dogs yeah, off yeah. and then a bunch of shit and dirt and all sorts of stuff on top of that. And they figured done and done. So um, now the cops are looking at this. And according to Deb's medical record, she weighed 87 pounds at the time of the murder. Mm. They're like, mm. and also she had recent gallbladder surgery nine days beforehand. Yeah, there's no way she did this. Yeah, so they at work she'd been assigned light duty at the nursing home, right. and at the ranch she wasn't able to lift a bale of hay at yeah. the time. So it'd be She's difficult. Lift her son. That's the thing, and do- and uh, uh, and also when the doctor examined her a few days after the murder, when she had gone back to the doctor for a checkup, uh, her none of her stitches had been torn either okay uh jake weighed about 175 pounds so almost 100 pounds more than her so it wouldn't have been very possible for her to drag him from the second story of the lodge all the way to the manure pile i don't care how much physics you know and chemistry or any other stuff she's just uh she's an ant that's not yeah right yeah so uh now everybody thinks all of his friends think that because deb's dying and she has cancer that she's covering up for her daughter and all that sort of thing um you know they said quote no matter how bad it was i just can't see her shooting her own boy mm-hmm. is what her friend one, one of his friends said uh cell phone records shows that steph had been awake in the early morning hours when he was killed and uh quote deborah didn't gain anything by killing jacob another a, a colorado bureau of investigation person said like why would this person why would she 
Debbie kill him. Right. She, he's doing the work, yeah. and there's nothing to gain. Uh, but Steph, on the other hand, gains sole ownership of the ranch because yeah. the will had been changed. But uh, either way, clearly they weren't fucking depending on anybody finding this body, mm-hmm. obviously. And uh, they figured that no one would raise too much of a fuss over this guy. He's a quiet guy, keeps to himself, only has a few friends. Not like he has a job out there. He right. stays at the ranch. Didn't count on these friends right. being actually so fucking loyal to their friend that they were looking for him, which is amazing. Yeah. I hope somebody looks for me if I'm missing. Well, I will. Thank you. I have Appreciate to. It. Yeah, that's true. Financially, <laughs> fuck, I need you. Fuck, where's James? <laughs> you know, I'll look this for you, too. Gonna pay no itself, God damn it. Jesus Christ. We need to go on the road here. So... <laughs> After uh, after the discovery, there's all sorts of different, like we said, confessions and non-confessions and, uh, you know, Deb trying to say that she, he was a violent drug addict who was with the wrong crowd and all this shit. And uh, Steph tells him that Jake was a worthless la- waste of space who was lazy and useless. And uh, yeah, so Lord. no wonder why he fucking wanted to get away from these people, you know? Jesus Christ. Oh. Thanks, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, sis. I think my sisters would say the same thing about me, though. Good so. Lord. So finally, they go, they're all arrested, mm-hmm. obviously, charged with different things, though. Yeah. Now, uh, Dave Jackson is just is just charged with, like, tampering with a body yeah. in an aggravated way. Yeah. Uh, he ends up pleading guilty. He uh, he says that, quote, I feel after talking with my family and defense attorneys, given the circumstances, this is the best course of action. Besides, my brother, my father and my son are the biggest victims. I can't put them through a trial that would be a media circus. And he's saying how his son's, you know, been through enough with this whole thing. Right. And bastard goes by Alan Jackson. Uh, it gets worse for that poor kid. That poor kid got kicked in the head by a horse. No, he did right around this time. He got kicked in the head by a horse. And was in really bad shape. Fuck. I mean, I saw the picture in the hospital bed, and it looked brutal. Like and, his head, uh, yeah, it's super kicked in the head fucking trauma. head. And I guess he he recovered from it. So Thank I don't God. know if it's a full recovery, but right. he didn't die, and he can do Did things. Did he forget but his name? Don't know about that. But it's that, that kid's. That's yeah. a tough life, man. Jesus. Both your parents are. We'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Both where both his parents are going. Yeah. And then you know. And, yeah, and there's no he way he's getting head. out of that anyway. It's just it, it's smart that he. Yeah, guilty. He did. And uh, yeah, so uh, he said that this is what Dave said about his son. His safety and well-being are my top priority. And uh, basically, they had first charged him with homicide. And then uh, it was based on his criminal liability as an accomplice, as an accomplice. But they ended up. You know, might let him plead less. And uh, they said, quote, this requires proof that Miss Jackson acted or Mr. There acted with the specific intent to have Jacob Millicent murdered all this shit. And uh, the prosecutor said these cases are very challenging to prove after years go by and evidence degrades. And uh, but he pleads guilty and the judge says, you, sir, may indeed fuck off 10 years in prison for Dave. That's light. Dave gets 10. Yeah, Yeah, he gets off a little bit light. Mm -hmm. Now, May 13th, 2019. Uh, Deb is up for murder charges here. She decides, she tells the court, based on her physical condition, that basically she doesn't want the last months of her life to be done in court. So she's going to plead guilty and get it over with. Mm -hmm. So she doesn't have to put everybody through shit. So she pleads guilty to second degree murder, which is hardcore. Yeah. yeah, She's murder. Yeah. She says, quote, I will admit I did shoot Jake, but I did feel it was self-defense because it was an imminent impending threat from him. It was hanging over me to the point I could not sleep. I took actions into my own hands. I did shoot Jake. Is it right for you guys? uh, Is it right for you guys to punish me? 
Uh, yeah, she said, basically, it's going to be the same time no matter what. I'm dying. I'm sentenced to death either way. Mm-hmm. So there's that. She also said, my daughter in no way knowingly had anything to do with Jake's death or any cover up. I deeply regret any harm I have caused here. And uh, yeah, she said that she understood why uh, basically she tried to raise self-defense and the judge wouldn't even let her raise it as a defense because he was sleeping. So there was no possible way it was self-defense. No evidence for that. Yeah. So she said that it it didn't matter anyway, and she was fine with that. So the prosecutor here in his closing said it's important to remember who the victim is. Those are the people who fought hard for him, uh, fought hard for him to be found for two years when Mrs. Rudabaugh left him in a manure pile. You, ma'am, may fuck off 40 years. Wow. 40 years. Bang Deb hard. She ain't even going to do 40 months, though. This woman's dead soon. uh, Deb is, uh, yeah, this is 2019. Mm -hmm. Oh. This happened. So we'll talk about it. That was May 2019. Mm -hmm. Uh, Deb is in there. So 40 years. And I mean, fuck, man. You shot your own son? That's crazy. We've never had this oh. before. A, a mother shooting her adult son with a three fifty seven. Right. That's fucking brutal, that's man. That's like for sure erasing it. Like, he's oh, not surviving yeah. that. No, that's what I mean. She said, I got one shot at this. Mm. So now Steph goes to court. And uh, after September, as of 2019 in September, basically they're charging her with first degree murder after deliberation. Holy they're, shit. Yeah, they're charging her just as hard as Debbie yeah. uh, was originally before she pled. Mm-hmm. Um, she's also charged with accessory to a crime, tampering with a deceased human body, tampering with a witness or victim, concealing death, tampering with physical evidence, and abuse of a corpse. Yeah. All sorts of charges that just don't sound good on the resume. No. You know what I mean? That's some death sentence that's shit. It's a, a bad Tinder profile. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've had a little trouble, you know, concealing a death, tampering with physical evidence, abuse of a corpse. But other than that, <laughs> everything's fine. Uh, but here, uh, they wondered what's going to happen. Is she going to go on trial? She's scheduled to go on trial in the fall. Uh, and uh, the friends, though, are worried that she's going to end up copping a plea deal yeah. and not having to... Not actually finding out what happened. So, uh, but what ends up happening, November 11th, 2019, Deb dies in jail from cancer. Oh, no. So, Deb's dead. Yeah. Uh, she spent her last few months in jail, which is pretty deserving that after she fast. shot her fucking son in the head. But she had, tur- she had stayed. Yeah, four. she was done. It was and, over. And the treatment when yeah. she's going through, Whoa, not going to be as good. There. <laughs> not as good anyway. They do do cancer treatments yeah. and shit, but it's not the same as if you it's were like two shots on the street. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Pat you on the ass. Yeah. Have a good one. So t- hydrate up. Hydrate up. <laughs> he said hydrate <laughs> up. So two days later mm-hmm. is Steph's court date here, and uh, she is allowed to plead guilty at this point. They drop the murder charge. She pleads guilty to tampering with a deceased human body with aggravating circumstances. Okay. So they have a big sentence. The sentencing, uh, you know, uh, guidelines here are pretty wide. Yeah. So sentencing hearings important here. Uh, they had a two-hour. Uh, you know, hearing for this for sentencing. And uh, basically they said that she, they tried to say that she have at the very least influenced her mother to change the will of the ranch right. and then influenced her mother to harm him. That's yeah. at the very least. If she didn't do it herself. Minim- yeah. At the, yeah. At a minimum. So uh, yeah, the, the prosecutor admitted that he would have a hard time getting a first degree murder 
conviction. He said the challenge for the prosecution is providing the first degree murder charge is that we did not have direct evidence of communications between Stephanie Jackson and Deborah prior to the murder in which the killing was discussed. That would be premeditation. So he said there was strong circumstantial evidence that showed that, but for Miss, but uh, for Ms. Jackson's head games with her mother, Ms. Rudabaugh would have never murdered Jake, which makes sense. Uh, the prosecution had no direct evidence of a statement or communication between them. So at the sentencing hearing, the prosecutor repeatedly used Steph's own words and Facebook posts against her to show that, you know, she was telling her friends around the time of the murder that something big was happening for their family and all that. Um, and the prosecutor said, quote, that big thing was winning the lottery and getting the will changed to inherit the ranch. The greed and malice is patently obvious here. It is a tough case, but the court knows of the aiding and abetting and encouraging of Deborah before the murder. And we know based on compelling facts that Ms. Jackson knew of Jacob's death immediately and said after the killing that now I know what I moved up here to do. That's what they say. So, uh, yeah, they reiterate that Jake's body, you know, was in the manure pile and they re fucking buried it Mm -hmm. and all that. The prosecutor says, what a moment to see the body and the reaction is not to call somebody, but to hide it, to not tell anyone and instead rebury it. This is an aggravated case. Ms. Jackson participated in this one way or the other. She involved others and had caused unimaginable injury to her own son. This is an aggravated case, and with how she treated her brother, shows a complete failure to respect the dignity of life. Her lawyers read portions of letters that people sent in that urged the judge to be lenient in his sentencing. They described her as a loving and caring mother, a solid neighbor, a good person who, you know, made a mistake and she's okay. Uh, one of her, attorney, uh, her attorneys told the court that while she was growing up, there was no physical abuse in the family, but there was loud arguments and screaming matches between her parents. Yeah. So they are Italian. Well, who cares? So what? That's normal. Right. What the fuck are you talking about? Who? She certainly knew, man. Oh, she, and she didn't tell her husband. No, I think just I think she, they did it. That's she, it. Right. I she, think Steph and Dave did it. Period. I don't think Dave had mind. anything to do with it. Oh, maybe not. Dave found she the might. body under the shit and didn't know. Ah, he knew. You think so? I, that was their story. Yeah. That's the story they told the cops. I yeah. uncovered. It's like, oh, look, a rib cage. Right. So, my, your ass. I don't think Dave knew. Considering they made Dave do all the physical right. labor, yeah. they didn't take him out and bury him under the shit. They had to prepare Dave for what he was going to have to do, too. Steph did not pick up a shovel and scoop shit no. up at it. And Never. Deb couldn't have at the time. Right. So uh, Dave had to have buried him. So wow. I think maybe Steph shot him and then said, Dave, yeah. and then made Dave haul his ass outside. Unbelievable. So, uh, yeah, there's that sort of thing. Now, in Steph's statement she uh read a statement she apologized to her father you know who's still alive and and the family and quote anyone affected by my mother's heinous actions jake was blessed to have friends that didn't give up on the search for him what a fucking ball sack on this woman holy shit and she's going those motherfuckers i hope one of them hit her with a spitball while she was saying (laughs) or something she said she wasn't involved in the murder but was guilty of believing the lies my mother told everyone for two years i admit i didn't follow my instincts i didn't call the police when i should have when confronted i panicked and lied to the police jake and i didn't have a good relationship but that didn't mean i wanted a harm to come to him my conduct and messages to friends and and uh on facebook were insensitive and immature i acted child and I'm truly sorry for that. All I can do is apologize for the actions that bought, brought pain to others. I dedicated. I am dedicated to doing anything I can to make my family heal. 
And uh, the prosecutor had the last word here. And she said, Stephanie Jackson put a train in motion that put us here today. She said on Facebook she was going to play head games with her family, and she certainly did that. There's a lot of talk about accountability, but there has been zero. And then the judge says that he was particularly struck by the uh, Facebook posts found shortly after the murder. This affected him a lot. And especially when she posted that big things were happening. And uh, he says, quote, this was the most interesting case and one which will probably never know the entire truth. You, ma'am, may fuck off 24 years in prison for her. It's not bad. She's going to get out, James. Oh, yeah. That's fucked up. Um, Now, the the. Pre-sentence report suggested the sentence should be on the high end at 24 years. Uh, They did comment that, uh, you know, it's great that she was a good mother and all, but they're troubled by some of her statements and actions and all that sort of thing. And uh, she has credit for uh, 619 days served at that time, too. So two years. So, I mean, maybe she'll be out in 10. She's got good whatever. She's a dick, man. She's a dick. Now, uh, we'll give uh, one of Jake's friends here the last word because I think they were the real fucking heroes in the whole thing, just finding them. Uh, uh, This is uh, the Kathizer person. That's the last name. Uh, This guy said, quote, a lot of mornings when I wake up, I think about Jake, what his life would have been. I like to think that he could have sold the ranch for quite a bit of money and maybe just gone and worked a regular job somewhere, bought a house. Maybe he would have met a girl and whatever. And he doesn't get that opportunity. That's what I would have hoped for for him. Just that he could have gotten into a life that he wasn't frustrated at every day. Poor Jake. He never got there. And uh, but Deb is a fucking asshole. Yeah, I don't. Deb's what a she's a she's a bitch. She's a horrible person. Yeah. Anyone who had anything to do with their son's murder is a horrible Horrible fucking person. And I know it's guess what? There's a double standard. There is. We expect we expect a father maybe to kill Right, to, to kill do this in the house but this is not is that a double standard yes <laughs> yes it is i'm sorry but we expect more from someone who the the child physically fucking emerged from right. that you would have some attachment to them and not want to kill oh, them man not the you know fucking obscure sperm donor thing or whatever. also the so, other part is like she she's responsible for any behavior that he has that yeah. pisses her off you know what I mean? Yeah. You did this to him. That's what I mean. You, you caused this, here. for Christ's sake. Oh, boy. So that is Gunnison, Colorado, and mm. poor Jake Millison and uh, his family that will be in jail for a while yeah. now, and his mom who's dead. And poor Alan's got to wander around with a head injury. Head injury and both parents in prison. Kid's so like five years old today. He can't. Uh, I think he's 10 now. Is he now? Nine or 10. Oh, 11, Jesus. maybe, something like that, but making a recovery from the horse incident. Uh, so it's, Where to kick him? In the, fe- in the in, front? I don't know where in the head. Oh. It just said the head. And the head's all specific. swollen. I, they blurred out his face in yeah. the picture, but you could see he's in the hospital with, with fucking things attached oh, to him everywhere. No. I mean, it looked... If it was my kid there, I would not be in good shape. Yeah. Put it that way. It was rough looking, man. To see anybody like that, I was yeah. like, whoa, That's I don't want to look at that picture for he too long. He tortured enough. He's, he's going to be like that dude in office space where they go, <laughs> you like Michael Bolton? He's got to stare somebody in the face and go, I love Alan Jackson. I love Jackson. him. Yeah, he's great. Alan Jackson's he's the, the best. best. You know, he's the fucking my, the greatest. I hate, <laughs> I hate Daft Punk. So... <laughs> Pharrell can eat death. <laughs> Fuck him. So that's Gunnison, Colorado, everybody. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed that. If you did, I know what you can do to tell us. Yeah. It's pretty clear and it's pretty obvious. Yeah. Get on Apple Podcasts, that yeah. purple icon. Give us five stars. It does help. Yeah. We don't know why, but for some reason, it helps drive us up the charts, and mm-hmm. that really helps us on the business end. So if you want to do that and help out the show, that's a good way to do it. You can also head over to shutupandgivememurder.com yeah. for all of your merchandise, anything you could need for the crime and sports or 
you're a small town murder fan, it's all right there before you. Tickets to live shows. By the way, we're trying to add another crime and sports yeah. live show in there somewhere. Doing so, our best. yeah, that's a possibility of happening as well. And we're moving all those shows. If you do buy tickets to the live shows, any of them, whenever they do get rescheduled for, if they are moved again, they, you'll your tickets carry over. So you'll have tickets and uh, do all of that shit. So please get on the site, check all that crap out, listen to crime and sports every Tuesday because I don't know what you're doing on Tuesdays, but it's nothing as good as crime and sports. I'll tell you that shit right now. Listen to crime and sports or, or uh, P.S. I hate this movie every Friday, yeah. obviously, too, for any of your uh, bad romantic comedy hating needs. So you can do all of that. If you want to be a particular hero, not only a hero, a producer yeah. that Jimmy will will mispronounce your name fuck it all up and then i'll laugh about it and then we might even make fun of your name because you were nice enough to give us money uh, if you want to be one of those people and not only that if you want to have access to the just ton of bonus materials plethora. or plethora of of stuff that we have there this week's bonus show uh is oh first of all uh we our crime and sports bonus show this week which you'll also have access right. to because you have access to everything even the back catalog from last year uh that was on like kind of expose sports expose books what? basically so uh, books. a lot of people been asking me about that so i wanted to put that out there we'll put that out this weekend we're gonna put bonus shows out on the weekends i like that's how we're gonna do it mm-hmm. like so we'll do that but this week here it is the oh baby mm-hmm. the prisoner dating game all violent felon edition part two absolutely so that is this week's one and those are big we do about three four of those a year we'll do and uh those are the biggies man they're, they're the funniest thing you could fucking want to see so or listen to i should say mm-hmm. so if you want access to all of that very easy to do that patreon.com slash crime and sports or if you want to just be a wonderful person and a producer and someone who jimmy talks about <laughs> you can go to paypal and you can use our email address crime in sports at gmail.com and right there you can follow us and do all that and give us cash and we appreciate everything that you do for us if you want to just follow us on social media you can do that too Yes. At Murder Small on Twitter, at Small Town Pod on Facebook, and at Small Town Murder on Instagram as well. Follow us all through there, but fuck following. You know what? I need to follow. Yeah. I need to follow you to tell me the list of the people, Jimmy, the most wonderful people who would never kill us, dig us up from a manure pile, and then bury us under a pile of goat heads. Hit me now, Jimmy. This week's executive producers are Christopher Dabronsky, Sarah Surridge, Jackie Sukup, Karen Lewis, Zachary Villanova, Anna Nanashi, Chrissy Zivenhoven, Chrissy Ann Castaldi, Lori Pites, Ava Green, Alicia Belcher, Marie Kirkland, Rob Lanto, Doug and Steph Urban, Cheryl Shine, Erica Silberstein, Laurel Paquin, Paquin, uh, Ain, I think, Jill Knapp, Mark Peralta, Christian Wall, Mallory Crow, Daniel Barbier. Yeah. Barbier? Sure. Penny Payne, she's a tattoo artist in Saskatoon. Go see cool. her. Uh, Megan Silvers, Sammy uh, Messerly, Jacob Dockery, Amy uh, Amy Heiler, Andrea Stone, Allison Ramos. Happy sixth shithead? I don't know. Okay, cool. She didn't give his name. Well, you uh, know what? Happy. <laughs> and Jordan Bennett. Thank you guys hey, so much Bennett. for thank everything you, you do. We can't do it without you. Other producers this week are Jules uh, Harris. Her daughter, Ugga, is turning three, so happy birthday. Oh. Uh, Jack Britton, Jonathan Parker, and their crew over at Artisan Cannabis CAP Department. They all listen every week. Awesome. Uh, Alex with no last name. Kit Gaston, Rob Gibson, Lindsey Greer, Kayvon Bierman, Matt Hughes, Layla Binger- Bingard. 
Bungard? Bungard. David Bangler, uh, Brian Fisher, Warren with no last name, Josh Larson, Morgan Grant, Graham Wilson, Clayton Lovelady, Jerome Henry, Sc- uh, Scott Stevens, Ash B, uh, Ramel Santos, Tessa Ander- Andrusik, Andrechik, Andrachik. Hmm. I think. Probably not. Uh, Brandon Day, Jeff Chaos, uh, Callie Weenham, Kate Cadle, Kate L. Uh, no, it's Kate's birthday. Happy birthday, Caitlin. Uh, she's up in uh, Nova Scotia. Oh, okay. uh, t- uh, Jenny uh, Bukowski, uh, Andrea Stone said that. Tori would know last name. Casey Weatherly, Amber Leverick, Laverick, uh, Lisa Cohn, Alan Fewer, Laura Steele, Josh Guido. That one's so much fun to say. Harrison Lee, Ian C, Ava M, Ashley Elliott, Emily Marie, uh, Anthony Shiani, Elizabeth Davy, Giovanni Brazel. No, Kyle Ruest, uh, Ralph Snart, I think it's Snart, Jism, no, that can't be right, Jizem, Yali Pepper, I I apologize, uh, Jesse Lawson, Courtney Cheney, Isabel and Gary Pickren, Chris Cleveland, Brent Kreider, Kristen Richards, Kristen uh, Kilgore, Jennifer Nance, Eric Thompson, Luke Bayless, Joe, yeah, Joe Bellahem, and he donated so many different, thank, thank you, you, Joe, thank you. Uh, Ray Sanders, Roxanne Peterson, Katie Pugh, you guys are hot. I th- I don't know if that's two people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what did I tie Taishara Jones, I think. I'm sorry. Benjamin Weisner, uh, Preston Shutt, David Stuck, Michael Gruner, Bryce Bronecki, uh, Daniel, no, Daniel Kleeman, Morgan Schwartz, Jennings Shore, what did I say? Skolor, Sucklor, Sco, McCoy, <laughs> McCoy? <laughs> that's not right. Tay uh, Sh- Schofield, <laughs> Jack uh, Ochio Grosso. Probably not. Mike Thomas, G. Jones, Lacey Paxton, uh, Nicole Evans, Ariel Ortiz, Lisa Gibson, Sydney Vittori, 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 obviously. Hey. Stacy Gillen, uh, Misty Everett, Leilani Mara, Pedro Gonzalez, Janelle Boyd, Christy and Matt Bodko, I think. Uh, probably not. Connie Smith, Tristan Reyes, Nathaniel Russell, Beth Casto, <laughs> Stephanie Paul, yes. Stephen with no last name, yes. Ashley Hamilton, Bradley Dooley, Megan Steinberg, Donna Burnett, Sarah Fuck I'm Tall. I, it's not a last name. Stephen or Stephen Clotier, uh, Ariel Teague, KS, Sherry Brickbill. Probably not. Chris Ringland, uh, Angela Catrix, Shay, is that Shay? Oh, it's Thea S. Uh, Vicky Morley, Vincent with no last name, Dustin Van Dyke, obviously, uh, Dan, uh, Dave, what is it? Dicks. Dick. Dick and Jerry's <laughs> obviously. relative. Emily yeah. with no last name, Stacey Manley, Aaron Presley, uh, Verena Hutter, Erica with no last name, Tia Hall, Lisa Smith, Marcy Desotelli, no. Ashton Trammell, Katie Somerville, Kimberly Kimberly Sharp, Wayne Davis, John Vogt, Vaught, uh, Shane Sullivan, June Johnson, Lucille 87, uh, Jason Wright, Haley with no last name, Lexi Posh, uh, Alyssa in Chains, well done, Jennifer Silva, uh, Hogan's Heathens, whoever they okay. are, uh, David Aller, Kate uh, LaRue, Charisse, I think, Epps, Chris Reisenbeck, Jen Hardman, Alabama Sassafras. Nice. Jim E. Can't Read. Ah, oh, you fucker. Stefan with no last name. Ruby Schaefer. Kristen Payne. Danielle Moorish. Christy with no last name. Ed Soderstrom. Court of Public Opinion Podcast. April Carrillo. A- Ann Nico. Gary with no last name. Michelle Hansen. Karina Lutmers. Maddox McCullough. Crystal Rolf. Michelle Duncan. Derek Harding. Tasha Harmon. Sal with no last name. Sandy Ebsen. Uh, Adam Chichi. 
<sighs> Sam Hartrup, James Dweech, <laughs> fuck, Terry Collier, Aiden Question Smith, <laughs> Teresa Schnell, Steve Hinkle, Stevie Hinkle, uh, Andrew, Co- oh boy, what did I do, Combus? Probably not. Annie Franken, uh, Ivana Otores, Monica Rodriguez, Denise Poorboy, uh, Cam Smith, Scott Solos, Car- Carly McGillivray. Probably. Joey Image, he's a wrestler, and he sends me uh, messages about our wrestling episodes and adores you. So thank you, Joey. Well, thank Uh, you. He's going to bring, he has to bring Sonny to one of our shows. Great. If you show up with her, Joey, I'll cry ugly tears. Johnny Crable, Steve Strickland, I said that. Snuggle Love, Rose Wiener Spofford. No. Judy Jennings, Beth Burke, Matthew Quick, Milva 12, Dante Diwali, uh, JB Wallace. Oh, it's JJ Wallace. Thank you. What what an email. Thank you very much, Thank JJ. You. Hang in there, man. Seriously, keep going. Rem Dem, Ashley Rowland, Elizabeth Zarkos, Robert Magruder, uh, Josh Johnson, Mariah Jensen, James with no last name, Will with lo- no last name, Joanna Gillis, Callie Baldridge, Melissa Tulini, Daniel Griffin, Romina Ganico, Ganero. I don't know if that's an RRK. Thomas Slater, Norib uh, with no last name, Clayton Treble, Danielle Rogers, Wade Blaine, Sarah with no last name, Ann with no last name, Tyler Carr, Jody with no last name, Owen Paratus, I think, Jordan Harbin, uh, Trisha, no, Trish Murley, uh, what does this say, making COVID, oh, she makes COVID masks. Oh, cool. Thank you, Trish. Hang in there. Keep going. Keep making those. Andrew Wellmers, Christina Horton Morris, Eater Zamoa, uh, Stacey Holtz, Penny Carver, Eddie Sanchez, Anus. No, it's not. What? <laughs> Anuj J- Jamiri? Bong bong, another man Anus. <laughs> Gimir. Gimiri. Thank you. Kendra Helm. I don't think it says anus. I think that's a joke. No, okay. uh, it might be an S. Alex Gunetti. Uh, Dylan Hyde. Jesse Pitts. Uh, Sean Stevens. Quincy Moe. Liz Nelson. Jules Harris. Dominique Basoma. Uh, she lost a stray. Sorry, Dominique. Hang uh-huh. in there. Uh, Amanda Yates Garcia. Sharon Jernigan. Sarah Bell Wumers, <laughs> Naomi McCarthy, Stephen Rude, thanks Stephen, uh, Dana Riley, Stephen Whitmore, Jake Metter, Gino Golan, Jack Hicks, Larry Blunk, mm-hmm. uh, Karen with no last name, James Hooper, Jenny Shader, HJC, Molly McCarthy, Peyton Meadows, Mackenzie Asprey, Phil, no, Ree, that's Ree Rendell, uh, SoundCloud Bliss, Dion Horn, uh, James Martyr, Homestretch, Charlotte hey. Hill, Amanda Dixon, Milagros Gonzalez, that is the whitest that's ever been said, Dr. Schneef, Steve Schnell, congratulations, brother, he finished his PhD program hey. and passed his test, way to go, buddy, Natalie Howe, uh, Tracy Renninger, Jude Kendall, Tara Gilchrist, Stacey Ray Boardman, Margaret Lou, Hubert, uh, Janice Hill, Ashley Vio, Holly Davidson, Holly Davidson, uh, Stephen Tucker, Amanda Knight, uh, uh, Autumn Kia, Brendan Abel, Stephen Mace, Happy Birthday, Big Dick Boo from Gigi. Weird. Uh, <laughs> Kira Donahue is the Empress of Empress of Heirlooms. Oh, and all of our patron supporters, you guys really change lives. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, guys, for so much for everything you do, for supporting the show, for every person you tell about the show, for every dime you give us, every review you give us. We can't every ticket you buy, T-shirt. Thank you guys so much for supporting us and yes. being there for us all the time. You guys are there for us like Jake's friends are there for him. It's, That's how we feel. It's really amazing how yeah. I mean the, the world is is seriously on fire and, and you, you guys, guys are still kept, amazing. Kept us afloat and I 
can't can't thank you enough. I feel like if we went missing, mm-hmm. they would look for us. Yeah, they'd, they'd put be together a few tweets. They'd put together. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like Jordan Bennett and TJ yeah. Yeah. Mack and our you know Liz Van, our, our people Gary Howard be driving around his truck everywhere. <laughs> Jason Fuller would be on the East Coast with his truck. All of our people, fucking Andrew Bailey'd be searching Australia. And Mark Busby behind him looking for shit. Fucking Maj be over in fucking England checking think, us out. I think Bailey's in in England also. You know, I thought Bailey was in... No, he's in Australia, man. Is he? I think so. Andrew Bailey's in Australia. I think he's from England, but he's in Australia. Maybe so. Possibly. That might be true. I'm, I hope so. I love I that know. dude. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, these are our people. They're, they'd be out on the hunt for us, man. Yeah. So thank you guys for that. For that. It's really fucking amazing. Thank you for hunting for us. Uh, <laughs> we appreciate it. What if they wanted to hunt for you just on social media? How oh, could they do so that? so easy. You oh, don't have boy. to hunt very far at hey. all. At Wisman Sucks. W-H-I-S-M-A-N Sucks on Twitter and uh, Instagram. Beautiful. And then somebody uh, sent me a message telling me that it's a, her and her boyfriend's anniversary. They tried to see us in Louisville. Oh. They saw the show. Uh, CJ, I think his name oh, okay. is. And they saw the show, but then uh, we they they didn't hang around after. I don't know. Uh, okay. So they, they wanted to say hello. He well, loves us. Howdy. It's his birthday or their anniversary. Happy anniversary. Day <laughs> anyway, uh, happy anniversary! Thank you both very much for listening. We Where can they find it. you? You can find me at Jimmy P is funny. We're just copy and paste my name and make mm-hmm. it easy on yourself because no one can spell James Petrogallo. So, right. with that said, everybody, thank you for hanging with us. Enjoy the bonus stuff this week. Enjoy everything, and uh, we're definitely going to keep coming back. And until next week, everybody, it's been our pleasure. Bye. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Small Town Murder early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen early and ad-free with Wondery Plus and Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. In the 1980s, Frank Farian was riding high as a successful German music producer, but he was bored. German pop was formulaic, dull, and oh so white. Frank had bigger dreams, American dreams. He wanted to create the kind of music that would rival larger-than-life artists like Michael Jackson or Run DMC. So he assembled a hip-hop duo, two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? One very important element was missing, but Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's biggest controversies. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when their adoring fans learned about the infamous lip syncing, their downfall was swift and brutal. With exclusive interviews from frontman Fab Morvan and his producers Frank Varian and Ingrid Segui, this podcast takes a fresh look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Follow Blame It on the Fame wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus.